Red Hill Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. Concerts are way, Mike Man, homecoming, free fair band, Kim Atkins, Debbie Scott is dancing, Ferguson on the book, third grade with Don Cook, Lance Smith, Jeff Flynn, Ian Jamerson, Waco, Warren P, Pat O'Brien, and Terry, David King, Blue White Game. Worthy of the Hall of Fame in one of the great blue-white performances of all time. If I would have held it for one more week against Casey, I would have been a legend. How'd that go? Uh, Interesting. Uh, I'm Brian Emmons with Chip Jamerson, David King, Gary Emmons, of course. Um, The whole cast of characters here. Um, real quick, I, it just in the song is funny. Jeff Lynn comes up. So to talk about something somewhat current, which we don't do very often. My daughter had the golf sectional yesterday in Bicknell and the IHSAA official that was doing the scoreboard was Mr. Jack Lynn, Jeff's brother got oh, to wow. meet him. Yeah. And uh, it was funny. I, I told him, I said, well, I can tell you're better looking than Jeff right off the bat. And, Later on, I talked to him, and he said he had talked to Jeff on the phone as he was driving down to Florida. And uh, Jeff said, well, that's funny. I could tell his brother the same thing. (laughs) Well, I agree. Uh, Guys, how are you? Doing good. Doing great. Doing good. This is our first ever Sunday morning recording, maybe? Sunday? Uh, At least the earliest on Sunday. We did Mandy Cunningham, you know, around noon. I was saying, didn't we do a a, one of the game shows? Like yeah, a, sat, I think it was a Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning. Saturday. Saturday. Second okay. weekend morning we've been at okay. it. Yeah, that was All the right. pyramid. So it could be a show, new, could be a new tradition. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Something else current I wanted to bring up. What was? It? Oh, the ending to that junior high Red Hill baseball game this week was incredible. Oh, yeah. You don't see yeah, many walk off inside the park grand slams to win. So. No, they were down to their last out and last, last strike. strike. Yeah, so congratulations, Coach Seitzinger. I thought that was a kind of a cool story. Um, Chip, what are we doing? Well, we haven't had a school year for a while. And when we were researching for the quarterback episodes, which I love that series. If you haven't gone, if you haven't listened to the quarterback series, go back and listen to that. Um Gary was just having a great time researching that 77 season. And well, we said, well, sounds like a fun season. Let's do the whole school year. So we're going to do the 77, 78 school year. We're going to cover if you, if you've been following us, you know, we cover the fall, winter and spring sports. We'll save the summer of 78 for another episode. So we'll stop at the end of the school year. And I think Gary's going to cover the fall. I got the winter sports David's got the spring sports, and Brian will have a little bit of everything as I'm we just, go through. Just going to kind of drive the ship here, but um, it is important before we get started to talk about our sponsors, how much we appreciate them. Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, Andrews Insurance Agency, and of course, People's State Bank. So we appreciate them, and and uh, we're, we'll sprinkle the little discussion on them throughout the show. But I'd say let's just get going. I'm ready to hear about this fall of 77. All right, let's get going. There was a, it was it was a pretty wild fall of 77 in, in terms of just school uh, school years, I would think. So uh, let's talk a little bit about first, when does school start? Who are our leadership? Things like that. Of course, we yeah. had a super team that John Baker was leading things, which he was a staple for a long time. Of course, you had uh, 
legendary H.J. Rice was principal of the high school. Some of the board members I want to talk about, because we're going to be getting into these uh, guys a little bit. I got some uh, pretty interesting school board reports to talk about. Jim Murphy was the board president. Okay. We had Joe Latch was on the board. Jerry Devonshire was on, was on the board. Long time. And then secretary board. was a guy by the name of Bob Campbell. I don't, I don't know Bob, but I don't have the rest of the members right here in handy in front of me, but that was kind of like who was our leadership at that time. A lot of the things we'll talk about. School started August 23rd, 1977. That was a Thursday. We just went a half a day on Thursday just to get the kids and the teachers ready to go a little bit. And the first full day was ease them in a little. Yeah. yeah. Get the yeah, bus. Just ease them in. I always felt like that was a kind of a practice day for the buses. Is that Was that the idea That's... behind that? or That would make sense. That would make sense. Because okay. it wasn't, obviously, not much happened at the school. No. I like you said we started on Thursday, Gary. I always like that. The Thursday, Friday, just give them a couple days and then we'll start. We'll go strong that next that August 27th or wherever we're looking on that Monday. So I, something I like they, it. Do, they do down here at Evansville. You know, Gavin goes to Evansville North, which has 1,600 to 1,700 students in the school. They start, they do just if your last name starts with like A through J, you go Monday, Tuesday, and then you're off Wednesday, Thursday. Then everybody comes together on Friday for uh, for school. So I like that. Yeah, my nieces go to Bossy and say I, same thing. So I, I do like that. Yeah, it's nice to looking at uh, good. So especially at, for kids going to these gigantic schools, yeah. you know, for the first time, and then it gives them a little uh, time to figure out what things are with half the kids in the school that would be normally midway drive in as they have started school. <laughs> Herbie. The love bug goes to Monte Carlo. I don't. Did that win an Oscar? I know it was up for. I don't, no. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that the drive-in. I I saw some Herbie Lo one of the Herbie Love Bug somewhere of that series um at the Lawrenceville Drive. Is that is that where it was playing at? You said yeah, the midway. Midway. Okay. Yeah. Midway. I may have been there that weekend. And then uh, Walt Disney's about. never a dull moment with the three caballeros. There's about three weeks in a in a during the summer of let's say like 1985 or so when I was I was obsessed with all those Herbie movies. <laughs> <laughs> rented every rented every one of them from Deloria to Lawrenceville. So. I, I don't think I saw it, but I'm assuming the Herbie just drove across the Atlantic to get to Monte Carlo. And I'm guessing he and I I bet that he uh, yeah, somehow I like seen since that day. I, I'm I'm gonna just go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say some hijinks <clears throat> happened and he ended up accidentally on a like a barge or something i have no yeah. idea but i'm sure that's on disney plus if anybody wants to pull that up this week and watch that and then send us a report yeah, a review do a, do a team report on that all right so, Mook, take us away so chip brian you may be able to help i think gavin's like when he goes to school i think it costs him around i think like the school fees book rental all that i think it's like I think it was like 80 bucks or so i think for down here in evansville do you know what your kids pay for their like, a lot more than that I think More we're. At, I think we're yeah. at like one sixty-ish. If I remember. we're in Bar Reeve range, I think. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I paid eighty then. I can't remember. You know, hey. I'm not sure how it went, but I was thinking it was like eighty or eighty-five bucks or so. Speaking of Bar Reeve, did I mention that the Bar Reeve girls won the sectional golf title yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Congrats to my niece, Olivia, and her team for doing that. Yep. A lot of back niece mentions in this episode. <laughs> but back in 77, it's going to cost you for a high school kid $10. Oh, wow. Nice. Great deal. That for, is for a Red Hill education. <laughs> I mean, do you imagine what you get for that $10? <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> that's great. Like, that's like, how many days of school are there? 
180. 180. So, like, we're talking just <laughs> pennies a day. Maybe not even that. I don't know. You throw on a dollar ten lunch, and it's virtually you're, living, you're basically living for free. Oh, we're gonna get to those those fees too. Uh, if it's eighth grader below, it don't cost you five dollars. So. <laughs> Oh, I was well, picturing like a, I was picturing Brian at third grade at seed school paying ten dollars for that. Oh, oh no, Marvin Jam paid five. And this <laughs> My goodness, yeah, it's a first of all. If it let's just say it's a buck a day, the rest you that's the first week. The rest of the school year is free. <laughs> I guess we're paying about a buck a day now. You guys are yeah. a little bit under that. So now I'm feeling cheated on that half day. <laughs> well, how much does it cost if you want to eat lunch? Oh, for a high school student, I guessed a dollar ten. That was off the top of my head. Fifty, 50 cents. Good job, David King. Fifty cents. <laughs> how could you make a meal for eighth grade below? It was a bu- it was a buck ten when we were in high school. Okay, so maybe that's what I was thinking. I of. basically went by half that. So. Wow. So four, 45 cents for eighth grader below? Adult prices. <laughs> now, you tell me an, a fourth grader is going to eat more than 85 cents worth of food. <laughs> hey, it was free last year in, in yeah, 2021 22. Got so. me there. All right. Adult prices, and I'm going to guess it's the staff and not just people coming up off the streets. 60 cents for an adult to have lunch. And if you want an extra pint of milk, it's going to cost you a nickel. Oh, geez. You're telling me that they f- <laughs> they fed Jim Drury and Gary Huber for under under a buck or under two dollars. That's with three We get you home, boys. Wow, guys, you haven't heard the best deal yet. <laughs> wow, I feel like I have. Season tickets for high school athletic events. Stop it for students. Oh, but three say- bucks. For the whole year. I was going to say five. That's even better. So. An adult's going to pay eight bucks for a season, which that really, you're talking. That's, general, that's general admission. Yeah, that's, season, not right? down, that's, that's not down to the elite levels. Yeah. Yeah. Individual games are going to cost 50 cents for a student and $1.25 for an adult. But why would Reserve you Reserve chair seats for basketball. Eleven dollars. You're kidding Anybody me. Anybody that wouldn't take that deal. <laughs> Why in the I, world would you sit in the bleachers? You, you need insurance for your kid, guys, this year? I do. It's gonna cost you nine bucks for school time <laughs> insurance. So right and now, you, if you go to every ball game, you eat lunch every day, you pot, bought your books. <laughs> You two did. kids. Two kids. You haven't even you haven't even thrown fifty dollars in the pot yet. <laughs> I think this is a great deal. You need that was just school time coverage. You need full time coverage for your kid for I a want, medical insurance. I want full insurance at all times. If your kid is down at Lanterman <laughs> Park, climbing on we're riding the horses. Or climbing on the pavilion in center field that was rickety. Well, I wasn't rickety in seventy seven, but that's going to cost you twenty seven dollars wow. for a get a kid insurance. Okay, so. That's yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's pricey. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just do the math here. Three hundred sixty five <laughs> days divided by how much? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. This is twenty four hour day coverage. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I I did something wrong. Three hundred sixty five divided by twenty one. I don't know. It, it's not much. 
27 divided by 365. You're talking like seven cents a day. Yeah, I was doing it backwards. Yes. I was like, how is this $13 a day? That's not making pennies, any sense. Pennies, pennies a day. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Um, I'm gonna go and get the. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about football a little bit, even though we just it wasn't that long ago. We talked a lot about this season. And it was a good time. I just wanted to give a brief summary of uh, of the season. Coach Huff had a. Uh, it was his fifth season. He got 60 players out for the team: 18 seniors, 10 juniors, seven sophomores, and then 25 freshmen came out for the football team that year, which is obviously a a huge group. Uh, 16 returning lettermen. Uh, we talked a lot about Tracy Leg was the quarterback coming in and Jeff Todd, and we had um, Kevin Barker and Mark Bohr, and we had Jay Murphy on this team. Of course, Jeff Todd, uh, uh, our leg started a quarterback for the year, but had a bit of an ankle injury, and Jeff Todd came in, and they kind of went back and forth. This season started off amazing. We started off 5-1 and one this year, and things were rolling. Coach Huff had the team playing. So that includes wins over Fairfield and Salem, Lost a 28 to 6 to Mount Carmel, fair. And then we beat uh, Carmine and Edwards County. And uh, so, and then then you even beat Alney. So, you know, you're sitting there at 5 and 1, feeling really good about the football season. And then the dreaded last three games of the year come in, and unfortunately, the season ended in a, in a, uh, in a, in a rough way with losses to Florida, Alblong, and Lawrenceville. Uh, Alblong and Lawrenceville are both very close games, but Unfortunately, that season didn't end so well uh, for the Red Hill. But starting off five and one, I had a feeling there was probably a lot of excitement in that Bridgeport during that particular time. I would say so. Homecoming is this one we would have covered before? Yeah, we would have. We Seventy sets over an eighty. We may have just missed this one. I think I don't think we've covered this one yet because I just saw who the crown bearers. I'm pretty sure we have not uh, covered this one. So this will be an in 2024 so go ahead and talk about it a little bit now because it won't it'll be or twenty. who did you have as the as the crown bears Jeff? well well maybe oh i thought you said you had it there so. well i have it i i'm hoping it's uh it looks like it's um two of my classmates uh corey ray and susan reynolds were the, oh, cool, uh, cool. the theme was color my world we had a band there featuring the breakaways and phil acres Oh, wow. doing the homecoming dance that night. Great deal for that band, by the way, as we've talked about the homecoming dance. I mean, you know, they don't have to work very hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, coronation, not till 1030. Or... <laughs> yeah. as, as you heard discussed on the Tony Gaither episode. We have queen candidates as uh, Tam Hensley, Mary Musgrove, Joni Young, Sherry Huff, and Pam Mason were your queen candidates. Okay. Star studded. Yeah. And the queen name for the 1977 homecoming would be Miss Pam Mason. Oh, congratulations, Pam. I was, uh, I thought maybe the football coach had an inside deal on this one. But <laughs> well, you would think. And, uh, hey, in, in, in shopping news, I'm looking up an August 22nd um, newspaper, the McKim's IGA. Uh, you can get a can. You can get three cans of pork and beans for eighty nine cents. But here's what's interesting to me: if you get three cans of beanie weenie, made by Van Camp, same company, it's three for a dollar. So those weenies are basically cost you an extra eleven cents. Well, it was like a luxury in seventy yeah. seven too. So I think it's a good deal. Right. That is a good deal. Back. Let's get into board meetings. This is yes, where I feel, really where, feel that this, this is, is where uh, business picks up. I feel like this is where business really picks up, guys. So August 25th, 1977, school board meeting, which this is a when you think about Red Hill High School now and uh, 
you, know, you think about the football field and things like that, but the Unitim vo- uh, voted unanimously to have pl- which that's probably hard to do uh, anyway, but yeah. they voted unanimously to have the plans drawn up for a new $300,000 vocational building mm. that's going to house the industrial ed and the art department, the woodworking program, which is now on the west side of the gym under the bleachers. Yeah. Think about that. We knew that, right? right. Yeah. We'll also move mm. out there. Plans were discussed to add showers and bathrooms under the bleachers in the high school, in the gym, okay. due to, in quotes, the expanded girls' athletic program. Oh, right. So, starting to move some things out of the gym. And like I said, we know that, that vocational building still stands there to this day and uh, houses a lot of the same types of programs, as far as I know. Yeah. And I know we're kind of like, we knew that. I was thinking, yeah, we've covered some of that. But some people are tuning in for the first time. If you want to get this picture of what Gary's talking about here, you might be thinking weight room, varsity locker room. So you're saying, Gary, that was more the vocational area at that time? Absolutely. So like, yeah, where the, where the boys are coming out for the football games, um, at least a portion of that, and especially I think where the weight room was, that was, we're doing woodworking, right? Underneath okay. Those wow. Bleachers. Huh. No idea. I, I, yeah, I don't think I do that. So obviously huh. they had a plot of land over there, and that, that that still stands there to this day. So that ag building, when I was a freshman in high school, was only ten years old, <laughs> basically. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Well, I'm not sure when it got done. Well, I know you know, yeah. I had consumer red out, Mister Hugh. I didn't do a lot. I didn't have any book. Yeah, that, bu- that. that building, I can go. That was newer. But yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, but the where, where the the ad classroom and that that seemed that was probably older. Cause, I mean, the concession was, stand was there, so was, some of that was older. Yeah, so yeah. probably that Huber area was newer. Okay. And, yeah. At the prices they're I'm charging, I don't know how they afford anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lengthy discussion was had about students changing attendance centers after a mother requested her twins not attend Washington School anymore. Due to a, in quotes, personality problem with one of the teachers, then board president Murphy thought the parent requesting this was out of line. So it was getting serious in these board meetings. Okay. Since since the issue, and he felt that they were out of line, but since the issue was never presented to the teacher that they were talking about. So the board's board's going to look at enforcing school boundary lines. Um, It also was talked about, it was also discussed that a family continue to send their kids to Sumner, although they lived in the Washington County boundary. That's an important thing to remember, okay? Okay. The board approved diplomas for Jackie Hill and Milo James, who took classes at Area JUCOs to complete their high school work. So congratulations yeah, to congrats, Jackie Milo. and Milo congrats, for getting that, getting that diploma. Another business in the August meeting, granted request from Dixie Purcell to step down from the junior high girls basketball and Twyla Thorne from the girls' high school track coach. So those uh, those were accepted okay. at the August Dave, meeting. we'll talk more about that later, high school track, who's going to fill in for her. Yeah. Well, I can already tell you because we did it in August. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Waite was hired to replace Purcell as the junior high girls' basketball Stay coach. Stay there for a long time. Long run there, yeah. <laughs> and then Deb Hartrick was hired to replace Twyla Thorne, and we all know Deb Hartrick as... Deb Dury. Deb Dury, who we all who we all had, and yeah. I think all of one of our favorite teachers. I don't know if she listens or not, but she was definitely Debbie uh, I know all of our, one of our favorite teachers for sure. We had uh, some Red Hill uh, Red Hill people that I know. I think as of they're not not there, but when I was around, they were still doing this. Kim Conover, Jan Cummins, and Jane Harper were all high, all hired as teachers' <clears throat> aides in the for the for the starting with the nineteen seventy seven school year. So. Yeah, they, they would they eventually would, move into full-time positions. Um, well, it's Cummins and Harper. 
seems like from a seems like from a uh, episode we did that um harper took over mid-year when like mrs crawford resigned mid-year or something I don't know, it might have been Harper that filled in for the rest of that year. And I then, was then she... scared to death of Maxine Crawford. I just remember pictures, and yeah, she looked like uh, she could have a little mean, uh, a little, maybe she was just very assertive. Sure, a lovely lady, but oh, I was scared to death of her. Yeah, I had a very short run with her. She resigned halfway through my first grade year, so I got I got a semester um, with Mrs. Crawford. I mean, completely opposite was... sides of the building, so... Our, our grandma was a lovely lady, but we know how she was. Oh at yeah, they were people were scared to death of her. So. <laughs> and she was just like an old lady in her sixties, and people were fearful of her. Yeah. So I mean, she was doing something, I suppose. So, all right, guys, we're going to fast forward now to the September school board meeting. Oh, you, you remember that family that we just talked about that was what that was lived in Washington? Are, I think I've got. I think I know who the family is. I have two guesses. Are, do we eventually get the name of this family? Or? Oh, we're getting. We're going to get to that. Okay, can I make guesses before that, before you say it later? Absolutely. Before okay. I say it, I don't think I ever thought of, this is interesting, because I don't think I've ever thought of that you couldn't just switch schools in your, because we're, we're so used to now, it's just one consolidated school. I never considered that, like, David King could have decided to go to Petty if he wanted to or Seed. I, I don't know. I never thought of I, that. That became more commonplace later on, like when Petty was still open yeah. 15 years ago. I know people, I know people bust their kids there from all over the place, but back in that day, back in yeah, those days, interesting. I, I never even really considered it. I don't know if it was an option or not, but obviously, obviously, obviously these, people, up. Yeah. these guys are going to push the boundaries. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So basically they, they, they lived in Washington, sent the kids to Sumner, right? Well, that family showed up at the September board meeting. And it was described as a heated discussion. Ooh, I like this. So I think now is probably the best times. If, if Chip, if you have thoughts on who this might be, well, I'm thinking of twins that would have been at Washington School in the '70s. I got two sets. I think one's one's definitely twins. The other, there's Keith and Kevin Hutchings. Yvette's older siblings. I don't know. I think maybe they were twins. And then there's, um, of course, from Brian's class, the yep. class of '87, yep. the Cogswell Cogs, twins. Well, that's who I was uh, Julie and Jennifer. Jennifer? Well, let me tell you, the twins, that was a completely, this is a different family. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know who this family is. So, <laughs> Do we know so, who the twins are? Terry and Tina Kurtz. No, that was never mentioned. Okay. <laughs> happy that birthday to Terry and Tina Kurtz yeah, yesterday. happy birthday. <laughs> they did not well, go to Washington. They're solid seed. Madison Street. Yeah. Rex and Glenda Moan came okay. to the board, passed the board to reconsider last month's decision. Really? Okay, so we're talking Lonnie Moan, and we're talking, um, um, oh, I'm blanking. Sonia would have been in school. Yeah, Nikki wouldn't have been in school yet. Yeah, Nikki wasn't in school yet. Yeah, so Sonia. And this is pre-Rex Moan's long school board run. This probably is this what I'm having a feeling. Leads up, leads yeah. Up, yeah. Up to now we're kind of getting the backstory yeah. of. <laughs> he came home and said, listen, I don't like the way things are going. I'm going to run for school board. And then he had a long run. Oh, in their defense, they're there. I mean, they, now they went to Washington. Yeah, that's where Nikki went for sure. Yeah, but they, but Mitz, uh, now I'm not sure exactly where the Fishers lived. I always pictured them all in the same kind of the same area, but they went to Sumner. Yeah, that's one of those like Nikki, 
like we went to her house like in for a party sixth yeah. grade or something one time and like i wouldn't have any absolute clue how to get there right now. i mean they're like <laughs> i would think it's sumner though i was gonna say they're right it, they're probably in washington district but distance wise they're right on it's been like halfway in between i've never been. seen this moan i've never seen the moan estate in my whole life great pool really <laughs> yeah glinda spoke to, uh, to summer school board principal jerry schaefer and the bus driver and she was told by them they should attend sumner so in the moan's mind they were told by the principal and the bus driver heck yeah you're in the, you're in the sumner district which obviously the districts that the school board had drawn up probably weren't presented or no one actually knew where they even were moan said the family has been upset since they were notified of this and now the kids don't want to go to washington really yeah so it sounded like i'm not going to get into all the details that was printed in the in the paper here but it sounds like the, the 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 kids were having a lot of difficulty just from basically being forced to change schools and the new friends and so lonnie would have been in what what grade at this in 77 then third third and then so sonya would have been in kindergarten then yeah or sec first grade i think okay yeah. President um, uh, Mur uh, President Murphy was quoted. I know the situation is hard on the children, but they have had time to. But have they had time to adjust themselves? Question mark. He said. He personally said he had checked on the students in the classroom and they were doing okay. Wonder Glenda what that, was wonder what that check wonder it was involved in that check. Well, yeah, probably looked through the little window. <laughs> I would say, like my dad when Gary was born. Yeah, Glenda was quoted saying, "Well, have you observed them when I have to push them out the door in the morning?" Ba banter continued until Murphy then asked for a motion to change the board policy on school boundaries, but none was offered. Therefore, the policy would remain in effect. So talk about board meetings that were pretty heavy wow. stuff with them, yeah. Yeah. Them, uh, with, with the family that we know that then, then, so I'm wondering if anyone knows, I have a feeling this was Rex Moan's first thought that I'm joining this board because I don't agree with what, how they're doing I, this. It may be led to a long guess. career. And so much more than this. I and mean, he added so much to the board over the years. I mean, it was like this was the little seed that was planted, but then so many great decisions he so was a part of. Where did afterwards. the twins thing come up? <laughs> they were the first ones. This was the first thing that got this started. Oh, so they're okay. All right. So they started when they, that, that mom came and said, listen. Oh, okay. Um, so and the because moms. they had a personality conflict with the teacher. Gotcha. And that's how it even got really started that there were kids then obviously doing this. So yeah, the 10, that was a separate, separate incident altogether. Huh. Interesting. Thought this was interesting. John Baker gave a report on title nine compliance. So you can probably imagine how title nine was going to 1977. Yeah. He reported compliance and said all classes are open to boys and girls, except where contact sports are involved or where manual skills are important. God, can you imagine that? That, that just, <laughs> that even just sounds weird. Yeah. So we're keeping the girls in the girls' gym for PE. Right. Yes. The girls' gym, the in girls quotes. Gym, yeah. Now, I don't know what manual skills means. Does that mean there's girls aren't allowed in shop class? That's what I was picturing. Yeah, yeah. that's probably, yeah. Wow. Can Which, you, you know, yeah, I, that, yeah, whatever. I mean, obviously, times have changed, but that's the way it was now, I suppose. Hey, but I'll tell you what has <laughs> not changed in the fact that if you want a great cheeseburger, a hand-cut steak. Catfish. A, a, a catfish. <laughs> A daily lunch specials. Look on the Facebook page of Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. I mean, every day they post pictures. They've got daily specials, but 
we've we've lamented about these cheeseburgers on many of occasion how amazing they are. When was the last crazy cheeseburger anybody had? It's been a bit for me. I'm dying to get up there though. Sometime within the last year, I know I took a. I know I picked it up at the window. It was last spring. I met I met you, Brian, up there for lunch. That's been over a year ago though. Yeah, yeah the day before I saw yeah. you guys in March, I got that Friday night. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, it's fantastic. People, I, I talk to people all the time from over here in Indiana, drive over there still and get the catfish, and, and it's always a good time. Always run into somebody you know. Um, last time I was there, I met Neil. Uh, we had a couple of uh, pops, and Jimmy Wirth came in. You never know who you're going to see. It's 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 like a homecoming every time you go there. Give him a call if you want to carry out 618, of course, 945, as Steve Anderson would, would say, 95 Zero one. Zero one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would almost, I would almost bet probably in the I like, say the last ten years that I've gone to Gray's, which is very sporadically, of course. I bet nine out of ten times I ran into Joe Kent Cunningham. Really? Well, Joe maybe goes every day. I don't know. I, run I ran into him. I think last time I was in there, but I think I think I was with you guys. So kind of one of Gary's times he was in there. Nine four five nine five zero one call Gray's restaurant in Bridgeport. Let the Gray family cook for your family today all right back to it so let's go back to the october school board meeting bill huff was hired as the freshman assistant basketball coach we rehired gary huber to direct intramurals salary raised to five hundred dollars so good job mr huber for running the yeah, intramural program so we, so well. yeah, we covered that when that first started on a school year episode and he was yeah it was much lower than i remember we laughed about how little he was getting paid for that so it's, i'm glad to see it's been the stipend's been increased now these numbers blow my mind um Mr. Baker reported enrollment by grade. And these these numbers are fascinating to me. Okay. Only kindergarten and fourth grade were shy of 100 students <laughs> out of all grades. Ninth grade for boys had 148 kids. Wow. That's awesome. Which that's what 25 kids in the football team makes a little more sense when right. you don't get 148 yeah. kids yeah. in the class. Yeah. And um, uh, I can't, uh, eighth grade had 132. So those two classes were just massive yeah. mm-hmm. wow. in terms of just overall size when I think now you're seeing, what, 50 to 60 kids well, graduate. Well, and at this time, Marathon's yeah. still rolling. Texaco's still rolling. I mean, it, it was just a it was just a different, just a yeah. different time. Yeah. Gary, are awesome. you going to talk about a ping-pong tourney at all? I have zero on a ping-pong tourney. August 26th, daily record, there's a ping-pong tourney being planned. And, and Chip, it, it's to raise money for muscular dystrophy. Uh, do you want to you take a guess on who you can give a call to enter the ping-pong tournament? Call Harold Tucker. <laughs> That's at right. 945. What's Tucker's phone number? 7471. <laughs> Gary still remembers it. Well, they have a very similar phone number to me. Yeah, I was eight four eight one eight four eight one and seven four seven one for the tuck. Gary Emmons, the Brian Emmons, eight nine seven one. Yeah, Gary so, or David King, nine four five nine five seven three. Yeah, yeah. Chris Ralston, nine five zero one. I'm Gene Clark, seven one nine six. The Rays, nine four five five four zero one. And the Smiths, nine four five four one seven one. Oh, God, that's awesome. That's fun. I was getting ready to see if I can remember like a couple of 936 numbers, but I can't remember those. I'm, we did not rehearse Gary knowing the Tucker's number. That was, no, we that just was, did that. That was organic. I was, I was hoping that Gary would know the Tucker's phone number. I, I call that a lot. 
<laughs> uh, let's see the November board meeting. You had more in the ping pong journey, bro. Oh, shoot, forgot about that. <laughs> no, that, with that, no, that was just I, I just I just saw the ad and thought it was great that you had to call Harold Tucker because right. we talked many yeah, times. I didn't realize that, he was involved with Jerry's kids in the seventies. Oh I yeah, it was more of an eighties yeah. thing. It was a Harold Tucker long time. When I think of the muscular dystrophy telethon, I of course you think of Jerry Lewis first, Johnny Palmer on Channel Two, Mike Blake on Channel whatever it was fourteen, 14. now. 14, yeah. Uh, it was probably like six or something back then yeah. on our daughter, a little yeah, dial, right. Yeah. And, and Harold Tucker. I mean, those are the four. Stop. Yeah. It. I think yeah. I put, that's the Mount Rushmore. Tucker had a Blake. <laughs> I do too. Um, I mean, I guess you can throw Ed McMahon in there at some, some point, but, uh, Ch- Tony Dean Orlando. Martin, yeah. yeah. But no, it's, you're right. It's Tony Orlando. Excellent job on that. It's, yeah. it's you're and you're right. Blake can slide down it. The Mount Rushmore. I was always more Channel Two for that because that's where like the Lawrence County people would usually go up there, like it, right to present a check. It seems like they always did the Terre Haute location. So I, I, I thought it was one of the coolest things I'd ever heard when I heard Bill Evans knew Johnny Palmer. Oh, <laughs> Evans, a Terre Haute guy. Yep. November board meeting. The board saw plans for the location of the building and were happy with what they saw. So oh, good. we're getting closer to that becoming. Um, and maybe there'll be reports on this vocational building coming up later in the episode. I'm assuming, I hope. But and then Bonnie Hare, you guys remember Bonnie Hare? I yes. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie was hired as the assistant intramurals coach for 250 bucks. So Mr. Huber okay. has a has someone to help him out there. So, so we're devoting 750 to that. That's because I think he was paid like 250 to do it on his own. So now we've you know, increase this to seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I like that. That's quite quite big. But it seemed know, to fizzle soon after this because the intramurals were not around when we were there. It's so, like uh, what? It's like forty season tickets to pay five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I got just got a couple more things to hit here. Uh, pretty big win. I wanted to make mention our Red Hill freshman football team was now known in the paper as the Saluki Cubs. Oh, thought that was interesting. Uh, don't know that dogs are called Cubs, but that's what they called us. Beat Mount Carmel at <laughs> the Snake funny. Pit. I didn't think of that. <laughs> but that the Beat Mount Carmel at the Snake Pit. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. This is like the class of 81 at Mount Carmel. So these are like the future state champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like maybe have missed it by a year. I never came remember that year they won. It was 80 or 81. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hawkins scores three touchdowns in the 20 to 12 oh, no win. Wonder. <laughs> sure, Shane caught a touchdown pass from Ray Price. They Fat. mentioned great blocking by tackles Brian Zellers and Jerry Stoltz. Fast also made special mention of Greg Bourne and Steve Spiller. I mean, these guys <laughs> are going to be a pretty good varsity team. Yeah. Now, this was an interesting quote from uh, Coach Tugall that ended it, and there was no other reference to anything that I could find. That's Dr. Article Tugall, ended with, Gentlemanly conduct on part of the Red Hill players following the game enabled the bus to leave Mount Carmel without incident. I don't know what happened. Oh, <laughs> wow. so well, I tell you what, there's been that. there's been a few buses try to get out of that town and had rocks yeah. thrown at it and stuff. If you don't it's like it, start the old school Mount Carmel podcast and do your own stuff. The let's see the the freshman football football team finished five and one behind. The guys above, and also Raymond Price, Doug Shank, uh, Merle Harvey, and Terry Leg. Uh, I was gonna. I know this will be get gotten into a little bit, but I didn't notice that I was looking through these papers. November third, seventy one. Uh, with Dennis Dixon coaching basketball. I'm sure Chip will get into that. And Dennis Bowser was seventh grade. A, a tad bit. Pot scores sixteen. Berkeley Carey chips in ten as Red Hill defeated Carmine thirty six to twenty nine in eighth grade play. A little Bridgeport news. 
We're talking about Bridgeport probably thriving with a lot of businesses. Late September, the Bridgeport Wholesale Company hosted an employee picnic. 214 employees what? registered at the door. Wow. And this is Bridgeport Wholesale. Bridgeport Wholesale, wow. 200. Now, I thought surely that's 214 total people. It was a family picnic. But it said 214 employees. But So if that's the case, like that's – that's unbelievable for sport back in wow. back in those days. Isn't that what what a just a di- obviously a different time, but just what a different atmosphere. Yeah, and I was trying to think, uh, Brian, that place that um, PJ Devon's dad, uh, Paul Devon, that was uh, for- yeah, that mass merchandise was what that was. Yeah, called. I mean that, that was, was a place that had a lot of and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just um, I, uh, I used to love amazing. to go down there to the wholesale house. That's where you. I always went to get my uh, Major League Baseball All Star ballots. They always had they always had the ballots there. And tennis. Well, Chip balls. and I went to that other place. The um, the what was that place called? The the Annex. The Annex. The Annex. The yeah, that was kind of yeah. that was the same thing. It was just sort yeah, of okay because yeah. the wholesale. That was that fancy store there, kind of down Olive Street, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like behind like the pizza house where the pizza. House yeah, street. I mean that was like one of the fanciest stores I've ever been in my life. A jewelry case, yeah, yeah. in Bridgeport, yeah. a jewelry case. <laughs> <laughs> and all star Kelly Tucker's tennis racket for his birthday that year. Whatever year that was. I remember been. Deb Parrott and I went down there to get all star ballots one time, and they gave us like a whole. St- Stack, and we thought we were like skewing the vote because we yeah. were voting so many times. Um, I see here in the in the November paper, WGN ready for state football playoffs. So WGN actually televised all the okay. all wow. the football playoffs, which is weird to think of nowadays. Before they became the superstation. Yeah. Brian, do you have any music queued up? I do. I can. I mean, I don't, but I can. Well, I, the. I really have during the fall of uh, the fall of '77. There's really just three songs that dominated. Okay. Um, the emotions, the best of my love. We must have played this on a previous podcast because I went to put this on the old school playlist so I could cue it up, and it was already on there. So. Well, this was number one from August 20th to September 10th. Well, that's why. And then, took a two-week, and then took a two-week break and came back at number one on September 24th. Dang. Great Boogie Night song. The emotions. And then I I thought another song that was obviously very uh, big in the time. It was number one October 1st and October 8th was the Star Wars theme. David King. Always think of David King when I... This was number one? Number one, October 1st and October 8th. (laughs) This is the the number one song in the country. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Wars. I was not and playing. Then, this is unbelievable. This was uh um, yeah, I'm gonna guess. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I know this had a long run at number one. Oh, then two months from October fifteenth to Boy. December seventeenth, the number one song in the land. Wow. Debbie Boone, ladies and gentlemen. How many times in those two months did this song play on Waco, you think? Oh, God. Once an hour, probably. And, and listen, I'm I'm all about old school music. I love it. I listen to it all the time. Guys, this is... This isn't great. <laughs> I mean, it gives you the feels. But, yeah, I mean, takes me back. But, wow, two months at number one. Although, you know, it did... It did overtake this. 
See, that's not the Star Wars no, song. I no, I was going to say, that's the Imperial March. That's a, oh, that's, that's not it? Really oh, did no. I play the wrong song? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not number one? No. <laughs> I know I'm one of the few people in the world that hasn't really seen um, uh, all of the Star Wars movies, but I knew that wasn't it. You've never seen Forrest Gump. <laughs> that's true. Hang on. Give me a second here. The, we don't have to listen to it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is the song, right? That's the one. Oh, I can see why this was number one. Now, some of the movies out during this time, I, you know, there were some big ones. I'll get into that a little bit real quick. But Midway Driving. Now, which one was Midway? Was that, that the was, one between Bridgeport and Lawrenceville? Midway between Lawrenceville and Bridgeport. That was it, then. Okay. You answered your own question. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Looks like they had a whole slew of just rated R movies going on during this time. I love it. With the, I love it. You know there was an X over at, over at the New Moon what? Events. Oh, what? Some of the movies that played during this time was Sex on the Groove Tube, <laughs> The Young Classic. Vixens, and Massacre at Central High. I saw. Are you sure these were ours? Oh my oh, god! I looked. They were all ours. <laughs> okay. I haven't thought of that in. I've. I think I saw Massacre at Central High. How old were you? Well, you know, it was a different time. Top grossing during the time. Oh God, with um, George Burns, of course. I definitely saw October. Height Baldwin. I went to see that at the movies. October seventh of seventy seven. It made fifty one million. And then Close Encounters of the Third Kind was released November 16th, so someone else may talk about that. Made $166 million. Something I thought was pretty cool, the 44th Annual Shrine Circus is being held at Roberts Stadium again Thanksgiving Day weekend. If you want to go, it's going to cost you two, three, or five bucks, but the biggest star here, Adam West as Batman, I, will be at Roberts you Stadium. Went, I went to that. Uh, yeah, I was there. <laughs> you were there, I too. I may have gone to that. I went to the, do you have the times on that? Because I went to like an afternoon I, show. They I have to, them like they have like yeah. two shows a day. I yeah, because I think I may have gone to that one also. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure I went to that one. Now that I think it through, I was gonna say I, mean, I was saying Brian. I knew Brian. I went. I remember him talking about. But oh yeah, yeah. Did I go. Yeah, oh, yeah. You went, Gary. And this was the time when those old Batman shows were in reruns, heavy. Yeah. And that was a. I mean, that was a big deal. Yeah, because this is my prime Batman fandom. Yeah, I think we went with the Luthies on an um, whatever afternoon some day of the week yeah that was... i love that those families did stuff together outside of school the luthies and the jamersons yeah all. i think it was allison and her mom sue and then my mom and and me so what a um, sweet lady sue was. Was. i love that was a she was a great teacher so the, the hey plot, guys that, that, I was that's say wrapping the, up my, my fall of 77 i don't think we can wrap it up unless we talk about the plot of massacre at central high a high school transfer student pushed to the edge by a trio of brutal bullies resort to murder to reclaim the school from oppression and later turns against the students wanting to fill the vacuum of their oppressors. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, Gary, that was a great report. Fun. A lot of fun stuff. Um, let's talk about, um, like King, if you need to ensure something, who would you call? Andrew's insurance. Absolutely. Now part of the Burkhardt Insurance Agency, so there's even more muscle behind them. Juice, T-Bone. I mean, I don't know anybody better to let you sleep at night knowing that your stuff's insured. 
You talk about prime property in Bridgeport, Illinois. They have to have the most prime property. If they yeah. did, yeah. if you, if you if they made a Bridgeport monopoly game, would that be mm. Park Place right there yes. on the on the curb? Yeah. That'd be Boardwalk right there. Yeah, or Boardwalk, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, I drove by there a couple weeks ago. I noticed they got the Burkhart signage up now, so oh, wow. looking great. But the same location that you're familiar with. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Um, former medical center from um, Dr. Martin. Oh yeah, I remember you guys used to get like I, it's where there was a shooting. I, yeah, Doctor Martin must gave, gave away like magazines he didn't need anymore. Because remember you guys at your house or at your grandma's house where they would have like uh, some old magazines, but like the address on would be like Doctor Martin, whatever, whatever. Like you oh. guys got some old magazines. Well, Arlene, who was his receptionist, lived across the street. From uh, my that's grandma. where the yeah. connection was. Yes, I remember my grandma would come home from seeing Doctor Martin, and 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 she would do it in a in probably now not you shouldn't do a Filipino accent, but she would, and uh, he say he told me to quit smoking. She and I said, "What'd you tell him?" I'll quit smoking when he does. That was what yeah. was But anyway, back to Andrews Insurance Agency, uh, independent insurance agents, T-Bone Juice. Give them a call, 945-2881 um, for all your insurance needs, and we appreciate them being a sponsor. Are we ready for the winter of 77-78? I am. All right. Well, I've got that. I've got a lot of sports news, so I hope we can – I love Gary's I love, just a lot of random stuff. So hopefully we can take my just sports stats. I, mean, I just got black and white stats and things like that, but hopefully we can make them fun okay. and enjoyable. Uh, so feel free. Don't feel like I'm like locked into these. These conversations can go any direction we want. I'm going to start off with a bowling update. The bowling was covered very well during the 77, 78. I'm so glad. I was hoping you were going to have the bowling update. It's a very small update. If we want more, we can definitely go a little deeper into this. I've got, there's, they're all over the sports page, but I was more, um interested in the split conversion leaderboards <laughs> now wait, wait did we i think we may have talked about this one time is penny cooper like really good at this not this week okay. she's not but she probably was I, my guess. I may be totally <laughs> off there but when you said split conversion rate penny cooper popped in my head now the problem because i was really into these split conversions the problem was they had last names only with first initials so i have no idea who these people are so help me out here now this person did a 510 split conversion does that mean like you hit the five and the ten like you have yes. two pins left, and you hit the five and the ten, and yeah, I think yes. that's exactly it was a, what it means. It was a J Drury. I have no idea <laughs> who, um, who bowled the five ten split, but some J Drury at the bowling alley did. So <laughs> I see you guys are trying to think of who that is. I have no idea. Um, who could it be? The nine ten split. Now picture where these pins are. This is a nine ten. Were they right next to each other? Right next, <laughs> is this really worthy of its own stat? <laughs> this is a this is a T Andrews. <laughs> Good job, I Bone. Who, I don't know who this was. I wish they would have put first names in this was so long ago, 40 some years ago. Well, listen, um, if he's still talking about this, then he needs to quit because those two pins, I'm positive, are right next to each other. <laughs> this one's a little bit. It's split. <laughs> They're right next to each other. 
He was yeah, on they're the not even split apart. <laughs> now, this one you might be a little more impressed with. This was a five, seven, nine. Ooh. Well, it is three pins, but again, I don't feel like I feel like if the ball's on a certain trajectory, it's going right into all three of them. And why are you leaving? How T Ward thought it was no newsworthy. And why are so. you leaving three pins? We shouldn't be bragging about this. The seven is literally like right behind and to the left of the seven. <laughs> so the five seven nine, once again, no first names. D Ferguson with the five seven. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll let our listeners help us out there, try to figure out who these bowlers were and um, get back to us on that. Oh, but that was the bowling update. That was like my, my fun thing. So oh, we'll, do that was fantastic. we'll get down to the nitty gritty now of what was going on during that school if year. You, if you've got anything better than that, then uh, we're in for a hell of a report here. Um, so uh, I've got a couple of school board reports for us. Okay. And one thing I look, I tried every search feature I could for the January and the March. I tried searching John Baker in quotes, Gene Moore, Unit 10, Board of Education. Went to the date, second Friday in the month is when the report's always in the paper because the um, meeting's always on the second Thursday of the month. Right. I was having trouble January and March, but at least I got December and February. And I got some other news to fill in those months for you. Okay. So at the December board meeting, I think that there was a lot of snow in 77, 78. Brian yeah, would have missed a yeah, lot of school. Was. Blizzard of 77 um, or whatever it was. Yeah. 78. 77 was really snowy. They were, I never know which was the worst one. 78 was bad though. Um, so you kids um, don't know snow. Because because of all this snow, and this is the December, so we're in early December here. Hey, I just pulled up the January 27th newspaper, and one of the headlines is Area Woman Dies from Exposure in One of the Worst Blizzards to Hit the Midwest in Centuries. Okay, so my, <laughs> my thinking that the 78 was a, the bad one is, is looks like it's on right I on I think this. the so, whole thing was bad. So Brian would have he had many snow days that year. Uh, the rest of us were not in school yet, but... Um, they're already talking at December, around December 12th. Sorry, Brian, your Christmas vacation is getting cut by two days because we've already missed so much school. Um, Christmas vacation was supposed to start on Thursday, December 22nd. So Brian was, and Mr. Cook and all of them were supposed to get that 22nd and 23rd off school. But instead, Brian is now going on the 22nd, 23rd, and Christmas break doesn't start till Christmas Eve on Saturday the 24th. Kids, if you're listening, our winners were so bad back then, they had to cancel Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a unanimous vote to amend that calendar. And then we're going back January 2nd. So you're getting from Christmas Eve to New Year's Day off. Are you going to report on any more snow stuff, Chip? Just here, if you have anything, yeah, I just I, say big. This is the headline: "Big blow and snow means no go for Lawrence County." Bridgeport crews worked all night Wednesday too, according to Bridgeport Mayor Arista Penitent. We alternated men and are trying to keep the streets passable, though they are drifting shut as fast as we do it. Dennis Bowser, Sumner Mayor, I've got to compliment people. We generally get an awful lot of complaints, but I haven't had any so far. Everybody's been understanding about the situations. Bowser said. He sent city workers out around 5 a.m. Thursday, and they worked all day and all night. So there you go. Yeah, so we've, we've already, it's it, mid-December. We've already missed a lot of school, and there's a lot more to come in January. One thing I was impressed by, we played a full NEC slate. 
So we were able to get the, all the games in and everything. But I think back then it's pretty much it doesn't matter, matter if there's no school. We're playing the game that no, night. No I mean, matter listen, what the, folks, you can cancel Christmas, but Mike Ray's getting that team on the floor. Yeah, because, I mean, we play the full season, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, not a lot of big news with that. Mean. We, um, things we don't – schools still do this some, but it's not as prevalent as it was. We did grant permission for the Red Hill High School basketball and cheerleaders to stay overnight at the El Dorado yeah. holiday tournament for basketball. Well, you can't and the get rest back the and gonna... forth. I mean, the snow's so bad. True, yeah. So um, now it's just it, – it's almost – schools shy away from it now. It's almost like a recipe for disaster if you put a bunch of high school kids in a hotel for a few days. Um, it was then, too. Had... They just – everybody <laughs> hit it a lot better. Right. True, yes. And then um, the wrestling teams would go down to Carterville, and they also got permission to stay overnight at Carterville for their big in- invitational tournament. Um, let's talk money a little bit here. Yes. Um, we are going to co- unit 10 will be complying with the minimum with the federal minimum wage. So it only affects a couple of our beginning secretaries. So that's good news. Most of our employees, hourly employees well, are being paid above, above minimum yeah. wage already. So like that's it. great. So our beginning secretaries will move up to 250 an hour. Um, or they were 250. Now they're going to be raised to 265 oh. an hour with the new minimum wage. Can you imagine January what 1st. that 15 cents is going to do for people's lives? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you relate, if they have kids in the district, relate it to the fees, it's going to, your fees are pretty much covered now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, worry about it in a couple days work. Yeah. Um, And then I don't remember Elva Waxler at Sumner school. Of course, I wasn't going to school there. Wasn't going to school then. So, but she's going to go on maternity leave. So I don't think any of Elva must not been in. Maybe she was a longtime teacher at Sumner, and I just don't know that era very well, but she's going on maternity leave. I know she wasn't there in the so late 70s and 80s and that, 90s. That kid would be 44 now. Oh, good point. So now I should have looked into that a little more. And, hey, it was a successful post-Thanksgiving tournament. If you want to hear more about that, we have a post-Thanksgiving tournament episode from last fall. Good episode. So it was – it was so successful at the gate. Of course, if you look at the pictures, the crowds back then, the post Thanksgiving term, it's probably smaller crowds than you have at a regular, at regular crowds throughout the year with not familiar teams and it being during Thanksgiving and so forth, but still good crowds. So our teams there were Oblong, Edwards County and Granite city made the trip to Red Hill. Uh, after running the numbers and everything, each school will receive a check for $250. So oh, wow. a little bonus for coming to our Thanksgiving tournament because you brought so many fans and the, That's that awesome. you get a little bonus and hopefully you come back next year. I had no and idea that that happened. It looks like all three teams came back next year when I look at the schedule. So well, why would you for that kind of money? Yeah. I mean, 250 back. I mean, yeah. If you really think about that, that'd be good. Like, what would that be like today? Getting a check. Compare to fit, yeah, get a thousand bucks for coming to the. By my calculations, nine hundred and sixty-four dollars and eighty-six cents. Pretty close. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, congrats to Red Hill and congrats to those teams. Um, Let's see. Uh, Since I didn't have a January um, report on the, uh, I'm guessing maybe snow. Or like maybe the daily record hey, listen, person couldn't get to the board meeting because of the snow I'm or something. From what I'm seeing, you couldn't get anywhere. Right. So I'm guessing that has something to do with the lack of coverage of the school board meetings. But there was a, um, well, 
a tragedy, I guess. Luckily, no one was injured okay. out at the bus barn. We all, I assume it's the same place as it was then or as it is now. And let's see, Paul, Pete Jones was our bus mechanic back then. And there was an explosion that rocked the district's bus barn in Bridgeport. Yeah, now, I guess that could have been. Is that barn by the five six there? Was that a bus barn at one time, or wasn't the what? It was back there, like by the football practice field, right? Well, that's what I'm picturing. That's yeah. what I assumed it was. Yeah. But then I started second till guessing it, myself and saying, "Because I'm thinking, like, <laughs> what? What's this? I wonder if that barn by the five six center that one time though. I know it's where we kept our junior pro football equipment. Yeah, I don't I mean, think I, that would have been big enough to yeah, put. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't lessons. think. So. Yeah, I what think was it, the, just probably. Probably district storage was probably yeah. the they kept use bleachers, that like they, they kept aluminum bleachers in there. Okay, so just storage. Okay, so I'm in the right place then. So, uh, so yeah, there was an uh, explosion. It damaged two large doors. You can see the doors were blown right off the bus barn. Oh wow! Um, I sort of bus, remember this. Yeah, the buses weren't damaged. It took place around two thirty, and Jones said he had been clearing some snow, of course, in the bus parking lot with a tractor. When the vehicle developed mechanical problems, he took the vehicle into the building and gasoline leaked from it while he was repairing it. And then the gasoline fumes were ignited apparently by the flames and a water heater or a space heater in the building. So it was not, it was not a meth lab. <laughs> and um, luckily Jones was not injured. Um, Jones had an actual quote. Those doors went out just like there was a, just like there was a hand pushing them. Um, there wasn't a loud boom. So it was, it was kind of a silent explosion. He's, yeah, it's like a hand was pushing them. It's like they just kind of like popped out. So an odd kind of explosion. Very odd. Yeah. I think some of you are thinking there's more to this story than this. I don't know, but. It sounds like to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to piece it all together right now. I may have to, so, we, may have to, we may have to do a whole episode on this explosion. So that's my district news from, from January. I, I do have a February board report for you. Um, Let's see. We did rehire our top administrators. So uh, Mr. Baker and Mr. Moore have been rehired for another year and given a $940 increase in salary. Um, Wait, how much? $940 per year increase in salary. Well, I'm sure the secretaries were happy for that 15 cents an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they got 6%. I did the math. 6% raise is solid. That wasn't bad. You're right. And then there's they're talking a lot about a future school calendar um, in coming years. Of course, you got to do your 185 days with 176 days of student attendance plus some workshop days worked in in there. Um, so they're just looking at some different plans just because of all this snow we've been getting the last couple of years, kind of looking at changing Christmas break or do, should we start school a little bit earlier and things like that. So they're, I'm sure this was decided on at a later board meeting. Um, here, here's kind of the big news. I don't know if any of you know Jane Nash, but um, she has requested early graduation from Red Hill, but now, she, but she's going to school in Rolla, Missouri now. But be, at Rolla, she can't graduate early. She doesn't have enough of her credits. Interesting. Okay, so she's got to go second semester there. At Red Hill, she could have graduated early. So she's wanting Red Hill to consider her an early graduate so she doesn't have to, so she can have her high school diploma and not have to finish the school year enroll in Missouri. So this is going to a vote. Okay. This is another interesting um, topic. This is crazy. Well, let's see here. Let's see how the vote went. Okay. 
voting to grant the request, Dwayne Scott. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne never, yes on this. He never votes yes on anything. Donovan Paddock and J.D. White say, yep, she has the credits. She can be a Red Hill graduate, and she can start her career that she wants to go into post-high school. Uh-oh. Gary's done the math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have only named three people. So voting against this were Joe Latch, Jerry Devonshire, and Jim Murphy were voting against it. Hmm. Okay. So Rob, Bob Campbell was absent that night. Oh, Bob. Oh, That's why we've never heard from him. He never showed up for the meetings. So it's a 3-3 vote. So you got to have four to pass. So it was denied. So she's if she wants to graduate high school, she will need to finish out in Rolla, in, Missouri. Now, um, did this cross the Rolla, Missouri um, school board did you get on their radar I, I at all? Yeah, I did not go into board reports. I guess her father, I'm sure Nash is a common name around town, so I'm sure you guys know um, her father. Those those that are listening, I'm saying, not the people in, that I'm talking to right now, but um, I guess her father was disabled, and she wanted to be able to take care of him. I mean, that oh, was the, okay. Well, and, so she wasn't um, just wanting to take the day off. So, I mean, she, right. she had work to do. So unfortunately, she will not. Did that get explained to the guys that voted no? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, other things: Jerry Devonshire is elected secretary of the board. Um, we're going to implement uh, business math and a subject near and dear to everyone's heart. In here, a one semester course of composition oh, is being added at Red Hill High School. So a, that was a much needed class. Yes, I had um, Mrs. McMillan for that composition class. For advanced composition. I was in the I advanced. I didn't have advanced. Yeah, I was in I the advanced class. I know Brian was a big advanced yeah. comp I, mean, guy. I had advanced composition. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only one in here that didn't do advanced comp? When, when you test out of, of comp and go right to advanced <laughs> comp, I mean, <laughs> sorry, Chip. Yeah, well, comp was fun, though. Uh, let's see here. Other things. Hey, um, hey, while you're looking good. that up, I just I'm, yeah. I'm at the I'm in the January 31st newspaper, and there's a picture of Jay Murphy and Kevin Barker, kind of previewing the basketball or, or a basketball story, whatnot. Do they still do like Jay Murphy's down in like sort of a defensive stance, and Barker's got a ball like he's passing it? I don't feel like no. they take action shots anymore for players. At least not for the newspaper. Sometimes yeah. like if your kids are getting their sports pictures taken, obviously, you know, they'll sit there like doing right. something kind of like that. But yeah, the newspaper doesn't come and do that anymore. Yeah. This, I mean, those I, were great shots. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd like to hear the conversation. Okay. Like pretend like you're going to pass it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So our sports fans out there are wanting some sports news now. So let's get into a little bit of that. And Garrett and or Brian, if you come across any weddings or anything, I didn't really get into weddings. I, I did a search for a few. I searched some like key Lawrence County names in the word wedding and um, didn't land on anything. So um, feel free to jump in. If there, you have anything. there is a sweetheart dance planned for the Elks Club on February 10th. So some weddings could come out of that. Right. Um, a little, let's go fifth and sixth grade basketball first. Daily Record covered this very well. 
one of the only years I've ever seen where the fifth, of course, the Bridgeport leader would cover us, but um, the daily record actually with the, and it's really whatever the coaches supply, I guess. And I guess fifth and sixth grade coach, coach Richard Dixon was supplying the statistics to the paper. Um, the sixth grade um, has an, I don't have a lot of them, but at press time, an eight and O record. Um, and this is, this is, uh, a, is this like Doug Grismer in that group? This would have been. So. This would have been Doug's class. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But he's not on the roster. Okay. So this is without Doug Grismer. So could have been way better. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, class of 84, that's Doug, isn't it? Um, let's see. 84, 85. Yeah, that would be Doug Grismer. Okay, yeah. no, I didn't think of that, that no sign of Doug Grismer. But, yeah, undefeated um, fifth and, or sixth grade team at this time. Um, not much about the fifth grade team. Actually, I didn't find anything on the fifth grade team, so I don't know if their season was – Maybe just the sixth grade team was getting their scores reported. Sean um, Yeah. Um, so, so let me just go through the names on this team. I love these uniforms they're wearing. I know the listeners can't see these, but we wore these my fifth grade year. Um, they are kind of a – I liked them because it was an alternative Red Hill jersey. It was a baby blue Yeah, the baby number. blue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Red Hill and red, baby blue numbers, uh, or you know, North Carolina blue numbers. Uh, so let's go. We have Buddy Griggs, okay. Fred Preston. Uh, these are all people Brian's familiar. He spent a year at high school with these guys. Um, Absolutely. Ricky Moore, Shane Creators, Matt Campbell, probably Bob Campbell's son, I'm guessing. Um, God, I forgot Darren about Tom Matt Campbell. I remember that guy. Okay. Um, let's see. Darren Thomas. Um, and None of these Scott people played in high school. No, Thomas was a good wrestler, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, and uh, Scott Davis was managing the team. Wow. Yeah, that's just the front row, though. Oh, okay. We're Let's just go to the, the back row. <laughs> now we're getting into the now we're getting into the height. Okay, I got you. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, these are these names you're more familiar with on the Red Hill basketball court. Uh, Danny Beard, Todd Bushy. Okay. Very familiar. Jeff Roney. Keith Frohawk. I mean, that's why you're undefeated. I mean, right there is kind of just throw it in. You got a yeah. six foot two sixth grader. You're gonna win lots of games. Like dumping it into Kevin McKay. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jerry Worth was one of the leading scorers on this team. Really? Uh, okay. also went the wrestling went route. Wrestling, yeah. Uh, of course, Jimmy Medlin. He was he definitely contributed on the Red Hill basketball floor. And Gary Skaggs, as we've seen throughout the junior high, was a solid player in his younger days. And didn't, didn't we have a different name for him one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did <laughs> on one of the Red Hills Junior yeah. High reports or something. So um, that's a little just wanted to shout out. I think Coach Dixon even talked about because when we were interviewing, we just assumed he would, we kind of always thought of him as the seventh and eighth grade coach. But of course, as Gary reported, Miss Dennis Dixon and Mr. Bowser were the seventh and eighth grade coaches this time. And Mr. Dick, Richard Dixon had started up as a uh, fifth and sixth grade coach before being promoted. Um, a little bit of seventh and eighth grade news here. The um, eighth grade team's a team you're very familiar with the names. I mean, I'll just go last names on these. And we all Rousey, Carrie, Potts, it's a Laughlin, yeah. Clark. I mean, those are names we've talked about a lot. The, and heart, I know, the heart and soul of this podcast, really, potentially. Yeah. And then, of course, the seventh grade team, these would have been the 83 grads, some names that you might know. Um, Troy Reinhardt, Todd Parrott, Mike Ash, um, Rick Hussey were some of the names on that team. So not a whole lot of detail on the junior high season, but I just wanted to print out a few names there to get their 
to get it out there. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, after a Saluki game now, as you go to a football game, you know what would be really, really good either before or after the game? Let's see. What could it be? Well, right – I when I eat before a game, I like to stay close to the arena or the stadium. No, I'm I got at. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. So I I'd go across the street from the dog pound to Griffin's Pizza House. Yeah, I, and you should really. And and if you want to just for them to bring it to your house, call nine four five three six six three or nine four five four five food. That's right. And you know they're you you know their hours. We talk about it all the time. Um, but Chip. What is the people always want to know what the employee picked pizza of the month is, and those hours are four to nine Tuesday through Saturday, closed on Monday and the first Friday of every month. Of course, they got they've got uh, lunch, but we've had some fantastic over the months that we've been doing these ads. Some fantastic pizzas of the months. I mean, there's been yeah, Philly cheesesteak, the yeah. Greek pizza that one time. Yeah, there's some type of barbecue. Yeah, um, we've had barbecue type type things. Well, but, I've got this month's for you, Brian. Okay. And not to mention those hand, that hand-dipped ice cream that you can get right there. I mean, you can right there at Griffin's Pizza House, they also have ice cream. Um, I don't even think so, I knew that. Yeah. This week's, yeah, I mean, it's almost, it's like you, you picture like Baskin Robbins, those huge however many gallon containers with a, I mean, with a, wow. in a freezer case. I mean, That's where they dip down in there and get your ice cream. They've got that at pizza house, Wow! but they also have this week's this month pizza of the month. Yeah. Or this, yeah. Sorry. This month you can get this week, but you can also get the entire month <laughs> of September. <A> bonus. Uh, <laughs> this is the Hawaiian volcano. What does that consist of chip? Well, they're going to start with their thin crust, that familiar yeah. thin crust. Beautiful. Um, crust. They're going to slather on some pizza sauce. Okay. I like it. And then you're going to add your ham, your oh. mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella. Your bacon. Bacon too? Of course, pineapple. Oh, I love it. I jalapenos, because this is not just a Hawaiian pizza. This is a Hawaiian volcano pizza. Sweet and spicy. It's going to explode in your mouth. Now, last but not least, they drizzle on the hot sauce. Lava. Woo! We'll call and that lava. Sprinkle, and sprinkle on some red pepper flakes. And that's all before it even goes in the oven. Then it goes in the oven, there you and go. it comes out to be a sweet and spicy slice of pizza. Come and try it before October creeps up. Oh, my. You may have to call the Bridgeport Fire Department. <laughs> yeah, no well, there is a sweet component that will cool things off for you. <laughs> You can get that in the 10 inch for 10.99 or the 14 inch for 17.49. That would have been a dollar 12 in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> All right, call Griffin's Pizza House, cross the street for the dog pound, 108 1008 Judy Avenue, uh, 4 to 9 Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, open on the first Friday of every month for lunch. Call 945 food. All right, back to the action of 1978. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of high school sports now. Uh, let's go wrestling. Wrestling is really starting to take off at Red Hill in, 70, in 78. This is when we kind of start turning the corner to the wrestling that we're all familiar with. Every year, every year state qualifiers, NEC contenders in the NEC. This 
this, I consider this a turning point year. Mr. Jury's been at it for a little bit now and he's getting the program exactly where he wants it. So some highlights of that season, well, I'll go straight to the, let's go to see what Mr. Bedsoul says. Whenever I see the name Bedsoul in like these yearbooks, I always think it's a, um, typo because i think it should be bledsoe because that is a common name but i've double checked it before it is Bedsoul. so jay bedsoe who was one of the wrestlers did a little report so let me just uh get his words out there so they um live on 44 years later um yeah almost 45. so the red hill wrestling team had an excellent season getting the school's first wrestling trophy they got a second place at Carterville and looking up that Carterville, uh, Heron won that tournament, that prestigious tournament with 93 points, Red Hill had 92.5. So almost won the prestigious wow, Car- Carter- wow. Carterville tourney. Um, they play second at districts, which I'll get into a little more in this in a moment. Uh, six wrestlers went to sectionals, which I'll highlight those in just a moment. And we had our first ever state qualifier. So like I said, we know there's lots of state qualifiers coming. This was our first year ever getting one to to state, first of many. Our coaches are going to be Mr. Jury and Mr. Howell was our assistant. So um, I'm not familiar with Mr. Howell, but he's going to be the assistant coach. So just a few things on this. Um, at the NEC tournament, we were fourth at the NEC, so upper half there. Um, we had no individual champions, but a host of second and third grade or second third places piled up there. Um, six wrestlers are going to sectionals. Here they are. At 105, Larry Akers is going to go into sectionals with a 19 and 8 record. At 112, Rick Dowdy with a 23 and 5 record. Now, I didn't research this enough, but at 119 with a four and one record. So this was like one of his very first meets was the district or the, you know, which is the equivalent of the regional. One of his very first meets. George Willing has qualified for sectionals. And Brian, I was just saying with a four and one record. So either he's been injured from cross country season or uh, decided to go out late. They needed somebody to wrestle 119 and Mr. Jury pulled him out of the hallway and said, you look like you could wrestle 119 and get in there, kid. He's got an eye for talent because he jumped in there and went and advanced the sectionals for us. Uh, At 126, Greg Steer has a 28, 28 record at 132, Dave Hill with an 18 and six record. And then at 185 with a 17 to 6 record, Kevin Cubby Wagner. Oh, wow. So we had six people advance to sectionals. Uh, some quotes from Mr. Jury here. I'd be thrilled to death when asked about if he thinks they can advance anyone to state. And that's what, like, it's never happened at Red Hill. We've never advanced a wrestler to state. <clears throat> This would be kind of a crowning achievement for his, for him and for the program if we can get somewhere this year. Um, he's now jury's honest here. We got two guys that really got a shot. I mean, it's you're not gonna advance all six guys to stay. I mean, no. he's being you got two guys that got a realistic shot because a lot of these guys that you're gonna face at sectionals, you've seen them throughout the season. So you can kind of look at the numbers, you can look and kind of see, well something crazy is going to have to happen. But these two got a good shot. Larry Akers at 105. He's young. I think he's a sophomore that year. And Cubby Wagner at 185 can get there. And one of those guys did at 105 pounds, 
the sophomore sensation, Larry Akers, is going to be going to Champaign to the University of Illinois Assembly Hall to wrestle next weekend at state. So congratulations, Larry Akers. Red Hill Hill dominated that weight class. I was thinking the same thing when I was researching that. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know Larry Akers, so I researched him a little bit. It looks like he's living maybe in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area now. Oh. And um, Sandy Akers, who I believe is his mom, Okay, her driveway needed plowed. Okay. Okay. She needed to get out of the driveway to get to Fort Wayne to see Larry and his family at their new home. And guess who came and plowed their driveway? Who? Kevin Cubby Wagner. <laughs> so what that shows me is that these bonds that you create in that's sports, right. that's you, right. they kind of last forever. If you need something years down the road, 20 years down the road, just call them. that, you know, we, yeah, yeah. Cubby came over. It looks like they lived out in the Chansey area and Cubby plowed her driveway for her. So I just thought that was a neat connection. Those two guys are our two favorites to get yeah. out of section there. So a little bit of state there. Um, he, I, I think he lost in his first, yeah, in the prelims, he lost at state to Harvey's, Harvard's Kelly Peterson, who went on to finish third that year. But congratulations to Larry Akers on just getting to state. I guess we may have mentioned him in other years. I'm not sure, but uh, I know um, – We've done the 79-80 school year, not so that would have been a senior year. I he yeah. may have gone to state again other years. And let me just look at that 185 class for you. Kevin Wagner did um at sectionals. Um he advanced a couple rounds there, but not far enough to get to state. So, and then just to real quick on the other wrestlers I didn't name, uh Bill Cook, uh Dave Hill, uh Dave Spangler, Terry Stout, uh Jay Bedsole, great Frank Cone. Yeah. Uh, and Brian's Brian B Z Zellers okay. was on. Looked like he was the heavyweight on that team. This you know, just such a long run of Red Hill wrestling history. Like I can't wait to do that episode. That's gonna be great. yeah, yeah. We'll really get into that wrestling. So now let's do a little music here. It's been a while since we've done any. I, I or haven't done any music yet in this uh, episode. So um, these were just three big hits. I so. Um, I think they all eventually were number one. It's maybe comes to maybe one of them wasn't. A couple of them were number one hits, but these were songs that I thought the kids would have been listening to during like the, the no winter question. months, whether yeah. they're on the way to a game, on the way home from a game, or stuck at home on a day off school with all the snow that that winter. Um, very popular song everybody's familiar with, whether you know it or not, you are familiar with it. Um, is by player. Now, one thing I, I found interesting about this, Player. This and is a Waco song to the <laughs> degree. And I'm putting this out there, and the, and the song is Baby Come Back. Once you hear, yeah, so every um, very familiar title. The lead singer of Player is someone Dave's actually very familiar with. The guy that played Ridge on Bold and the Beautiful, Dave's a huge Bold and the Beautiful fan. Oh, wow. Really? But what was Ridge's last name on the show? <laughs> Forster. Ridge Forster. Yeah. Um, Ridge is the lead singer of Player. So for you, Bold and Beautiful. Named, uh, Ron Moss, I believe is his name. Okay. He's, yes. he's not Ridge anymore. He, he left about 10 years ago or so. Did he, he ever there. sing on the show? Did he ever like, was he yeah, ever like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's like the Rick, Rick Springfield of CBS. Yes. <laughs> 
So oh, Baby Come Back was a number one hit during that winter. Um, and we'll do one more right now. Yep. A, a song I'm a big fan of. It just, I don't know. It. You guys got me into the Goldbergs. And it was, it was, I think it's episode two. It's season one, episode two. And I haven't watched it for a while, so I don't have all the names down. But Mr. Goldberg, whatever uh, his name was on the show. Um, Jeff Garland. The dad. Um He's sitting there at the end of the episode with his daughter watching like, cause she's like growing up and watching like, you're like watching videos from the, then they got the, they have a special bond and being a dad of two daughters, it just kind of like melted my heart. And they were watching this video, uh, sticks come sail away was a big hit throughout 78. And it's this beginning part. This is the part before it really starts rocking. This is the part that really yeah, gets I, me. So. I do this and then I kind of fast forward to the end, but I, I could not put this on there. Yeah, this is my, this is my, this is, yeah, I like the other part better, but, I mean, or also, but what's Dennis Young on lead. So I know they're still out there touring. Dennis Young does his own tours, but uh, so they don't, if you go see Sticks, you won't see Dennis, but. This is um, like a, it's like one of those songs. It's kind of two songs in one. With yeah. The, oh, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, I'll find another way to fit in the other song, okay. plus my bonus track later on. So let's get into a little bit of basketball here. Um, girls basketball is really starting to take off at Red Hill. We get into this more on the Susan Wright episode. This is Susan Wright's sophomore year at Red Hill. It's our fourth year for girls basketball. It's a very light schedule. They only played like eight or nine games, or ten games, I guess, once you got in the postseason. They played ten games that season. And it was just a two and eight season. So um, the wins that year, they did beat Palestine 48-45, and they beat Flora 74-51. They were ousted in the postseason by Carmi 60-51 score. So they're playing competitive it's a young program um mrs twyla thorns the head coach and jerry lynn grebner is her assistant but the oh. highlight of that season if you're going to talk about this with the girls basketball season of 1978 the night was a february night in um in 1978 against the floral wolf gals okay susan wright and we get into this more on the, on the Susan Wright episode, went for 52 points wow. against Flora. She really does a good job on there talking about how yeah. um, they right. were in the locker room at halftime, knew she had 29 points, and only had four in the third quarter. Um, so had a light third quarter, 33 points after three. I think somebody from the scorer's table was kind of reporting her score over to Mrs. Thorne <laughs> and how she was doing. And they just turned her loose in the fourth quarter, 19 points in the fourth quarter and ended with 52. So the, now that was the, is at that time, the school record would eventually get broken by Mandy Cunningham. They talk about how she broke Steve Cunningham's record, but I always consider that's the Bridgeport record, and this is the new Red Hill record is the right, 52. Yeah. Um, Cunningham had 48. Yeah, that Steve. was his high. And because um, I know Ke or, um, Cameron Vinsel talked about that too. I think he had 46 or 47 in a game, and some people were saying, well, he didn't have the boys' scoring record. But, yeah, he actually does have the Red Hill right. scoring record because Steve's was the um, – Bridgeport scoring record. So uh, just a little bit more on that game. Um, you know, talks about her nice little article. She's the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Fred Wright. Um, 
And she said, I didn't have any idea I was going to break that record last night. I really have to thank the whole team. And I don't think anybody's surprised to hear her do that, thanking the whole team, because she did it yeah. throughout the episode. I mean, every success that she had throughout basketball, it was because of great teammates and great coaches and really always made sure to always give everyone Absolutely. else credit. I couldn't have done it without them. I'm very happy. And this was just um, like a couple days after – uh, Sandy Martin went for like 60 for Lawrenceville. So it was right. It was like the Sandy was a couple years older. They would end up being teammates at SIU. But um, so it was a, a big week for scoring in Lawrence County with Martin going for 60. Yeah. And, and I, I, the, uh, that article, she said, I hope that scoring these points will help girls athletics here at the school. I hope it will open some people's eyes that girls can do it just as well as guys. So at, at that young age, she was so in tune with what yeah. was going on that, I mean, not a lot of high school kids are going to make that statement. And I think and when that's we really say cool. young age, this isn't like she's a senior. I mean, this is a sophomore yeah. making these, uh, I mean, she's a very young age. Um, and by the way, she, on that same night, Jody Moan had 17 in, in junior high game. So yeah. And that's, and that's, <laughs> and that's one thing I was going to connect there was that, yeah, we're two and eight, but that it's coming. I mean, right. the good years are coming. We're going to be in winning regionals and sectionals in the next few years, because you've got this great class of 82 that um, Moan, like you said, Moan was in junior high, went for 17. I've got another article here, I believe, where she went for 29 against Fairfield Jody Moan uh, in a Red Hill junior high game. So there will be a couple years where Moan and Wright get to play together. Yeah. And then it was actually the year after, and then the, actually one sectionals year after Wright graduated. So I, that was one of my favorite stories I got to tell, whereas Wright was down there at the sectional and uh, ran out on the floor and hugged Joni Moan after they won the sectional uh, as she was there down there as a fan. Um, so yeah, it was kind of neat. I, I'm glad Brian pointed out that those two things were on the same page. Cause you can kind of see the bridge happening here yeah. between some outstanding teams um, at Red Hill. And the thing is that night, um, Jane Finley, a senior on the team went for 17. So it wasn't like we were trying to complete, you know, let Wright do all the scoring. Um, not much scoring besides those two, but that was the, that was 69 of our 70, 74 yeah, points. Right. Um, so, and then I, I love her last quote and, and she talked about possibly getting 60. She never got that. She's, she said she's satisfied with the 52, but she's got a couple more years to go for 60. Um, she says, I love sports, period. I hope everybody will accept the fact that girls athletics is here to stay and will grow. Why is beyond her years, Brino? Yeah, and it did. Um, and it did because of of her and 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 all her teammates yeah, and getting people things. People like her and Phyllis Kimmel Phyllis and Kimmel. Jane Jane Finley. I mean, people like that are and um why our daughters are getting to enjoy sports so much today. That's right. And I, Brian, I believe your daughter's playing golf. It, it, did they play this weekend at Bar Reeve? You know, golf they play? did. And, and I, I probably should mention that Bar Reeve girls golf um, four years ago had one golfer. And now uh, four short years later, we won the IHS double a sectional yesterday in, yeah. uh, in dramatic. That's incredible. Fashion. Yeah. Yeah, so Brian was post, or the Bar Reeve uh, golf page was posting some updates yesterday on social media. It was fun following that and some video and everything. So very excited. Um, I had to go away from my Red Hill hat today for the episode. I'm actually wearing my Bar Reeve hat today yes. for the uh, for today's episode to uh, 
support the the Vikings as they head to set regionals next week. Yep, and to balance things out, I'm wearing my <laughs> newly purchased Red Hill football T-shirt. Yes, so, um, yeah, they had that. Um, Billy had a sale, and good to see some of our hosts here purchase some Red Hill apparel. Yep. A um, little bit, some, some of the other players on the team, um, Angie Bruce was the manager of that girls' team, and the players, Chris Altoff, Sandy Davis, Pam Hayes, Jane Finley, of course, Debbie Steer, big fan of the show, uh, Cindy Moore, Dana Cessna, uh, Rhonda Fornshell, um, great distributor of the basketball, and then uh, Robin Ash, Lori Paddock, Lori Doss, of course, Susan, Joy Evans, Kathy Cogswell, and then, of course, head coach that year was Twyla Thorne. Um, so they're showing potential in season four. They only graduate two players, James Finley and Kara Harvey. And so they're going to be, and then they got those eighth graders coming in next year. So I think the 78, 79 season, I'm guessing they're going to win more than two games next year. Um, stay tuned for that. So yeah, the, the, the eighth grade girls are having a tremendous season yeah. and some of those players moan, um, Teresa Holmes, I'm a big fan with those rebounding numbers she put up in high school. Ulrich had 12. Um, Sims, who I think ended up being a great um, shot and discus thrower for Red Hill. So those are some of the names coming up to Red Hill High awesome. School. Yep. All right. And, of course, I've got one sport left to cover here. Okay. It's the, the big ticket sport at this time. Gotcha. The sellout crowds. Yep. We've got high hopes for this season. This is the Red Hill High School boys basketball season. I got to say, it was a little bit of a disappointing season, guys. Yeah, well, I, without question, with what they thought was going to happen going in. Yeah, I mean, Coach Ray talks about how it, we're not building anymore. We're not building this year. We went through that stage last year. We're ready to play for all the marbles now. And when you got Tracy Leg and Jeff Todd and Russell Adams coming yeah, back, you've had all the absolutely. success you've had in 75, 76, um, and so forth, that these guys, it, it, it's time now to really make our move. Uh, yeah, yeah. A few Ray, because I don't have a lot of Ray quotes from this season, so I'm going to take them all from this article. Uh, Hal T didn't seem to have as much coverage. I mean, he had a lot of coverage, but not as much like, kind of quotes right, and things like right. that, more just kind of game reports. And his name wasn't even listed on a lot of the articles, so I'm not sure if he – maybe he hadn't started because the only Hal T article I have is the last game of the season. So my guess is Hal T had not started until that later that winter because um, well, whoever did this article did a good job. And it wasn't easy to travel around as, as we've talked True. about. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ray said, we're going to play an experience. We'll be physical. We have good depth at all positions, and the team has balance and court awareness. These boys have played together. They know what to expect and have formed a very cohesive unit. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that we'll give away many points, but we have some fairly accurate shooters they'll make up for. It. So he went in saying that they weren't going to be a very good defensive team, that they, I think he even mentions it somewhere in here, that they might, or maybe there's another article, we might give up. 80, but we're going to score 90. I was going to say so, that, yeah, that, that this team scored a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I mentioned some of the, the of course, Tracy Leg, Gary mentioned, still kind of recovering from the, the football season. Uh, he had a hip pointer that was bothering him now. Uh, Ray says it can heal. And uh, if he can stay healthy, they'll, they're a team to be reckoned with. 
considers the NEC to be very balanced that year. Uh, any of the eight schools can take the crown. He considers Lawrenceville and Albany to have the edge, but feel but don't count out Red Hill to compete for that uh, NEC title. Um, he's looking at the starting five to be Tracy Legg, Jeff Todd, Russell Adams, um, Rick Tate, and uh, Tim Worth looking to be our starting five that year. Loved this team as a little third grader. Yeah, and, and I um, – I don't remember going to, I'm sure I was at these games because I, we would have had, we had two reserve seats, chairbacks, and my mom would have had her, my sister who had been you know, six months old at home. So I'm guessing I went to lots of games with my dad's. I just don't remember yeah. this team. This I is one know, of the first teams that I remember, like when I played Nerf basketball in my room, pretending okay. to be. So these are your powerhouse pots guys, right? Exactly. Here for me. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I do know Corey, you know, my, my good friend, Corey, his dad's obviously Mike Ray, the head coach loved this team. Um, Corey, who was also, as I mentioned, the crown bear at the homecoming dance, the, um, the reason I always know that I always relate this team to Corey is when we would play basketball at his house. Now this would have been more like the next year, but he would always imagine he was Jeff Todd. Mm. That was um, his, and I never remember watching Jeff Todd play, but that was Corey's guy back then. Um, and, you know, Mike, like a lot of coaches, you had Corey at the practices and everything. So he really got to be immersed with this team. So um, other names to look, and here's a little bit about each player um, as, and then we'll just kind of go through a little bit of the scores in the season. Here's what to expect from Tracy leg. Uh, He's our captain, good skills, accurate shooter, displays excellent leadership on the floor, and he's projected to be the top scorer. And he did end up averaging about 22 a game, which really is probably one of the top per game averages for a season. I You don't see very many Red Hill players averaging more than 22 points no. a game. So, right. uh, well, I mean, the yearbook said he averaged 72 a game. So I was guessing <laughs> that was a, a typo. So I'm assuming <laughs> it's a hell it was of a season. <laughs> I'm assuming it was 22. Uh, Jeff Todd, of course, um, pure shooter, quick, excellent rebounder. Russell Adams is described as rough as a cob by well, Coach Ray. Okay. Quickness. Okay. Deep defender, rebounder, Rick Tate, uh, physical under the basket, excellent rebounder, fine shooter, Tim Worth. Tim was an excellent is the cross country coach and was an excellent volleyball coach at Red Hill at one time. Um, he's the field general, playmaker, wiry, quick, can pick defenses to pieces. Um, size doesn't doesn't matter. He doesn't have a lot of size. Doesn't enter into it. Jeff Moore. Now, not not Jeff Moore from Moore Brothers. This is uh, Gene Moore's son, Jeff Moore. Yep. Um, I was wondering about that when I saw when I saw the names in there, but yeah, I, I thought he was, uh, he would have been, he, he would have been older than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was on the tail end of BTHS there. Yeah. Um, so Moore's a good leaper, excellent rebounder, good shooter from the corners, the corners. That's David King's favorite spot on the floor. <laughs> that's where Jeff Moore shot from. <laughs> and, um, of course, Dana Stoltz, um, excellent rebounder, good eye for shooting accurate passer, Kevin Barker. We got another Barker coming up a superb athlete, uh, a gem in the rough. Um, Jay Murphy, uh, this gentleman has speed to burn. We know he didn't end up winning a state championship. I'd like to get him on the show sometime. Yeah. And we got a sophomore that we're expecting a lot from this year, Terry McAdow. He's from a family of athletes, they say. And pre-beard. No about the, yes, pre-beard. Um, yeah, you don't, if you don't see a lot of Terry McAdow pictures without beards. So, um, th yeah, different look. Uh, let's see, watch this young man develop. And then Greg Smith, one of my favorite players, 
uh, developing athlete. John Parrott with the heart of the size of an American flag was a good outside shooter, good at driving, driving and improving, improving shooter. And then Joey Latch, a fine all around player, good eye, strong stamina, doesn't panic in crash situations, a clutch ball player. So a loaded roster. I mean, these are the, I mean, Brian talked about, these are the names he loves. Yes, absolutely. um, So like I say, I'm just going to kind of this recap the season. We have high hopes for this. Like we're, we're hoping to compete for an NEC crown. We were projected fifth. So I had an article I saw in the daily or the Decatur Herald Review, who used to cover the NEC more back then because the Olney's in their area. Wow. Um, I don't know if it was the coaches poll or just the Decatur Herald and Review, but they had it. Herald and Review had us picked fifth, which that's fair. But I think Coach Ray's expecting a little bit more with some of these guys he has. We got off to a pretty good start. We um, we only went one and two at the Thanksgiving tournament, but then. Um, after one and four, because we lost to Carmine and Lawrenceville, two of the best teams in the conference. Um, then we rattled off Windsor, Edwards County, Mount Carmel, Fairfield, and then went to the El Dorado tournament and went and won a game there. So I think we're five and five after Christmas. A decent season. We're off to an okay start, beat some good teams. A little bit on that Fairfield game. Um, I, I just kind of picked some random games to talk about here because with the football, with the basketball season, unless you devote a whole episode to it, you can't really go game by game or um, yeah. be here forever. But I believe at Fairfield, um, leg went for 29 that night at Fair, 28 or 29. And um, he had lots of games like that in the upper 20. Yeah, here's that score. Or 26, maybe Todd for 27. So the dynamic duo. These guys remind me of Holloway and Stevens right. with the kind of yeah. points they were put up. Those yeah. one guy has 26, the other guy has 27. Those are the kind of numbers they were putting up in 93. Um, so, but then I think it, it, and we come out of Christmas, we beat Casey 104 to 86. I mean, that's kind of, we're going to give wow. up 80 some points, but we're going to score gonna over score 100. That's right. So, but then it kind of went downhill after that. The schedule obviously got tough. And we got only to topless Lawrenceville. Um, but the second, so we're six and five at this point. The final record was nine and 17. Yeah. So after wow. Christmas, they really struggled. Yeah. I mean, it's um, gave up a hundred points twice. Um, Lawrenceville scored 94 on them. That was a guy, uh, Jamie Cavanaugh went crazy for Lawrenceville. I saw yeah. And it's, um, I mean, coach Ray was honest. He said that, you know, we weren't going to play, but it wasn't, they weren't a great defensive team and they <laughs> yeah. gave up lots of points and just couldn't all just Todd and leg are a lot of firepower, but not enough firepower. Um, not enough other, you know, we, we weren't able to score 90 a game, which few high schools are, uh, Ray's quote on the season. That was a tough air to compete in the NEC. All the success Lawrenceville is having. Yeah. Carmine and Fairfield were very strong. Alney was real tough. He, he said, I was a 26 or 27 year old coach in a conference that had Ron Felling, Ron Heron, Harold poor Bill Garrett and Bill Guerin. I think he mentioned that same thing when he was on the show. Yeah, he did. Uh, they were all big names in Southern Illinois. So it was a learning experience for me. We had high hopes for the 78 season. That team was stricken with several tragedies. It was a very trying season for all of us. And I know, I don't know what all the tragedies were. I know one thing that really hit the team hard. I believe it's December 13th of 1977 was when the university of Evansville basketball teams playing soon after takeoff, um, crash crashed and, 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 yeah. um, everyone on board perished during that. And that really hit the team hard because 
Um, two guys on that plane were from El Dorado and one had just graduated the year before Mike Duff, who averaged like 30 some a game at El Dorado was on, was a freshman on that Evansville team. So these guys had actually played against El Dorado the previous season at the El Dorado tournament. Um, they played against Duff and lost 88 to 83. So that really hit, I think they said they were on their way. Uh, they were on the bus. Um, they learned about it after the game, um, so it would have been right around like maybe the Edwards County game. Um, they learned about that and that somber bus ride home. I mean, it really affected the whole tri-state, wow. really the whole nation. Yeah, I mean, did, yeah. I mean, you think about that. That's an entire college basketball team. Every coach gone. and the entire team is gone. I mean, you're in. It, it just. I'm sure there's podcasts on. There's lots of articles. And there's probably some podcasts. On I've, there. Still, got, go I've still got. I've still got. My my dad saved it. I've still got somewhere back in the storage room in a box the Evansville Courier from that. Okay. From the plane yeah, I've got some not from that day, but I've got some like re, you know where they kind of re, redo some of those stories. Yeah. But um, so of course you know when you ask John Perry about the season, that's one of the first things he talks about is that you know how much that plane crash affected them. It affected me as it's one of my earliest memories as a kid um, is, is remember, I don't remember the moment it happened, but I remember like, you know, seeing everything on the news after it happened and and so forth. So um, yeah. So, and like I said, difficult season, because I think when you, when you got a guy like, when you got guys like Tracy Leg and Russell Adams and Jeff Todd, you expect more than a nine and 17 season. They were three, three and 11 in the conference. And um. Mount Carmel, they finished seventh. Mount Carmel was eighth. So sometimes at- things just, you know, even if you got all the talent in the world, sometimes things just don't click for whatever reason. And we know that um, the all conference to to make even honorable mention on NEC all conference, it, it is an honor. I mean, there are so many talented yeah, players. Sure. Tracy Leg was named second team, which says a lot about how good the conference was. If a guy averaging twenty two a game yeah. is not a first team all conference game, but also for, probably finishing seventh doesn't help um, in that either. Yeah. So leg second team, uh, Sheriff Adams and Jeff Todd were honorable mention all NEC that year. So that's the basketball team. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I know that we had a lot to cover there. And I think that pretty much covers everything that I had. I know we need to get to spring because we're, we're running long here. But Yeah, uh, before we get to spring, though, let's talk about uh, one of our great sponsors and and, and uh, uh, the entity that, that sponsors just tons of things in, in the community, just a, a real pillar of the community, and that's People State Bank. We appreciate Stacy and, and his team for all the, the, the sponsorships, not only for this podcast, but like I said, Pack the Place, 4-H Activities, all kind of things. People State Bank. You can find them, you know, in those locations we talk about all the time, St. Francisville and Lawrenceville. But, you know, we care about Bridgeport and Sumner. Um, go see those folks. And, and if you need to know the time and the temperature, I, I think you can still get it when you drive downtown. Just glance up and you'll know exactly how hot or cold it is outside, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, People State Bank, we appreciate them. Um, all your financial needs, um, personal business agriculture loans and other financial products go see the fine folks at people's state bank yeah and just researching here a little bit just i wanted something to add about people's state bank so i just did a quick google search search congratulations it's been 21 years now but last year uh, stacy moore celebrated his 20th year with people's state bank oh, wow. so it's been 21 years now so a lot of great things he's done 
I got to yeah, I got to think their growth and success um, probably is just directly um, yeah. connected to Stacy Moore. I mean, there's no question. Yep. Hey guys, I got to jump off. I'm heading up north to Brino's house. So oh, that's right. I already missed this last segment. So Gary Emmons, oh. ladies and gentlemen, checking out early. See you guys. Later. Hey Gary. Gary's actually coming up here to play golf today. The IHSAA regional is at Country Oaks next okay. Saturday. And I don't know if I've mentioned my, my daughter's going to play with us today because they won the sectional yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll be playing here. So we're going to go out and get a few holes in a little practice round, but David King talked to us about the spring of 78. I mean, things are finally, hopefully thawing out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll start. Um, I've got some pop culture stuff. Some, nice. some, um, you know, Basically, graduation prom recap. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start off with this quick sports recap. Okay. Uh, so, boys and girls track and baseball um, will be what I'm covering. I didn't see. I don't. There wasn't a girls softball team or any other yeah. girls sports. I don't think so. But uh, so the boys track team, coached by uh, Coach Huff, um, had a very uh, had a had a good season. Uh, they broke a lot of school records. Um, coach said that that was very unusual to have that many new, uh, school record holders in the same, you know, on the same team in the same year. Um, those records were, uh, set by Jeff Todd. Uh, he, he broke the school long jump and triple jump record. Um, Kevin Barker, uh, set the new school record for Paul Bolting. Um, they're so loaded with athletes. I can't believe that basketball record wasn't better. Yeah. Pole vaulting, one of those sports that I don't see how anybody no. can physically do that. But kudos—I mean, kudos to anybody that uh, yeah, my, can or could or or could at one point. In my their son's life. my son's girlfriend um, just went to Indiana State. She's going to be pole vaulting up there, and it's just incredible. That, that yeah. she, I mean, and it, what a great name for the sport. Yeah. I mean, you literally yeah. take a pole and vault yourself yeah, which, over another pole that is now positioned horizontally. I think if you're recruiting the pole vaulters, I I would go to the fifth and sixth grade P. I bet those kids that are good at um, oh, climbing yeah. at the pegboard could yeah. probably do the. Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Jackman could have probably gone to the Olympics. Yeah. So. When they said <laughs> it's time to James, do that, James Hughes as well. When, they, when they said it's time <laughs> to do that bigger. pegboard, I just looked up there and just show, I, there. I mean, we can no, stop this. No I was way. not doing that. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I had a much better chance of climbing that rope, which I failed at, than yeah. climbing that pegboard. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was after Gary said he was able to climb the rope to the top of it. <laughs> I, uh, a couple years ago, I went to a, uh, a zip lining course. Um, and it was, uh, you had to, there was a part where you had to like, there was pulleys and whatnot. There was helping you pull up, but you had to like get up and like climb, like climb this rope to the top. I was scared. I was scared. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to do this. I was surprised. I went right up. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh, other, enough, uh, now enough uh, from the David King athletic segment. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, other uh, new school record uh, holders, uh, Jeff Moore um, in the high jump, uh, Jay Murphy, no surprise, 440 and one, 110 yard dash. Um, Moore, Murphy, Brad Zellers, Bruce Stovall were all members of the 440 uh, relay team that also set a new school record. So, so uh, congrats to them. Um, as far as uh, it, 
it looked like a must have been a wet spring. There wasn't very many uh, meats. Looked well, like it one. should have been wet. My God, how much <laughs> snow did we have to melt? Looks like we had there were seven different meats plus the uh, plus the NEC uh, plus the NEC meat. There was a first annual Saluki relay, and then the court and then the district championships as well. But uh, Red Hill placed uh, fourth, uh, got fourth place in the NEC championship. Yep, uh, they they also got second place in the uh, Saluki relay. No, no uh, summary of as of the who they, um, what other teams were in that. They but then they placed second place in the district championship at Robinson. Okay. So yeah, there's so, some athletes there. Yeah, very good, very uh, good. And of course, how far are we from? We're a couple years. Where are we? Two years away from having guys up a state. Doug Shane yeah, put the ball right, start. Yeah, I think Murphy wins state the next year. Right. I think he okay. wins the, yeah. maybe the two twenty. I think he wins it in seventy eight. Yeah, or seventy nine. I mean. So then uh, on to the girls. Uh, again, we got. Uh, uh, and I, I saw the and I saw she looked familiar and I saw the last name and I still wasn't placing it but. Then once uh, once I realized that the coach was uh, Mrs. Jury, yeah, <laughs> so a yes. uh, very young Mrs. Jury. <laughs> but uh, the girls' team had some success as well, uh, and also had a, uh, a Jane Finley actually uh, got fifth place at state. Okay, in the uh, in the discus and wow. shot put. Oh, holy cow! So very very uh, very impressive. That's why well, we actually, do this podcast to find out information <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, but the uh, members of the girls' team, we had uh, Dana Cessna, Susan Wright, Susan England, Julie Waldrop, Kim Carter, Lois Lancaster, Angie Bruce, Kim Clark. Uh, things name got cut off. Things here. definitely on the move for Chip. Do you have your dog tails book? Well. It's not going to help with uh, the girls' track team, but oh, the oh, the picture I took for you. Okay, okay. So where are you, where are you on the picture? In the back, it says Kim Clark. Then it's Chris All. Oh, Chris Altoff. Okay, Altoff. okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, but uh, the name cut off. Yeah. Um, then Tracy Boren, uh, Teresa Watson, Jane Finley, Kathy Cogswell, and then uh, Coach Hartrick. So, nice. so uh, you know, good season for the girls. On to the uh, on to the boys baseball team. Before you get to that, I want to congratulate Jody Pauly, who uh, is a sixth grader and got a superior rating for her class A piccolo solo. Wow! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> the piccolo is an interesting in- instrument, yeah, so. and that was in the district contest, by the way. Now, a piccolo—that's just a shorter flute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Oh, she also teamed um, up with Amy Holtz in a vocal duet that evidently was getting rave reviews. All right, enough of that. On to the baseball team. Looks like the baseball team had had talent. Um, they did struggle during the season, but they they had a lot of uh, had a lot of big names on the team. Uh, uh, Greg Boren, John Parrott, Tim Worth, Jeez. who George Zwilling, David Hill. How are we not winning state titles? <laughs> Joey Latz, Joe Kurtz, Kelly Bourne, Jim Doyle, Tony Lytus, 
Ed Gregory, all coached by, of course, Mike Ray. Okay. But yeah, we got off to a got off to a rough start. Opened the season. Uh, Flora, Flora took us down eleven to one. Then we lost a doubleheader to Lawrenceville. Then twelve to two to Newton. Two to one to Louisville. Um, so we got off to a rough start. Um, kind of turned things around after that. Uh, turned around, beat only six to two. Edwards County three to two. Allendale nine to three. Um, then kind of. You know, won won some, lost some. Not a great, you know, not a great season, but we're kind of, you know, we're building right. the program is getting built up to, you know, where we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna have a good team going forward. But basically, the the recap in the Dog Tales book basically just says, yeah, the Slukies got off to a bad start at the beginning of the season. After the first five, after the first five games, you know, they, they started winning some more games. Yeah. And, and, and listen to the Mike Ray episode for a detailed discussion on, on all of those teams. It was really good discussion. I would say it looks like Lawrenceville knocked us out probably in the regionals. Yeah. I'm guessing it doesn't specify that, Yeah, but the season season ended with a three to one loss to Lawrenceville. After, after, uh, it's like Lawrenceville was kind of our nemesis that year. Looks like they beat us. Looks like they beat us five, five out of five times. So, yeah. not good. That's not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the, uh, we'll, let's, we'll do the prom first since it would have been before the graduation, but, uh, it was held at Red Hill. Uh, our, our, uh, we'll let you guys, have we covered this? Have we covered this one before in a prom episode? Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Talk I'll about just, it. And let, and let's I'll just it. I'll just go through the I'll just go through the candidates. Yeah, we, I'll we, know once you do the candidates. We can, we can pick a winner. So, okay. so our prom candidates, and I'm I'm assuming this would have been the junior class. Yep. Oh yeah. Um. So Jay Murphy, John Parrott, Kelly Bourne, Joey Latch. Carl Price are your king candidates. I'm going to take Latch. Okay, your queen <laughs> candidates, Wendy Hill, Donna Strange, Dana Cessna, uh, Mickey Brummett, and Nancy Fox. Latch Strange here. Brummett. Give me those guys again. Uh, Murphy, Latch. Price, Latch, Boring, Murphy, Board. I don't think he wins, but hey, he was my fifth and sixth grade football coach. So I'm going Carl Price and Mickey Brummett. I love the Price family. Got right. that locked in. Your final answer? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Chip nails the king. The king, Carl Price. Carl won. Yes. Carl won. <laughs> Good job, and, uh, Carl. Queen candidate. Neither one of you guys got it. Uh, Nancy Fox. Oh, really? Okay. All right. well, then we definitely haven't covered this because I was sure Strange won. So, <laughs> um, as far as pop, as far as pop culture that uh, spring, basically, if you were not a fan of the Bee Gees or Andy Gibb, you I weren't got nothing. I got did, nothing for you. Yeah, they were. <laughs> those boys were on. Yeah, that was my other song there. That family was on fire. And sadly, sadly, the only one left is Barry. Mm-hmm. But uh, not Night Fever uh, by the oh, Bee Gees was was number one for 
a good part of the a good part of the spring um and basically once it fell off number one love is thicker than water by andy gibb kind of took over um basically those those songs held the uh number one spot until greece came out later in the summer of 78 um, and then and, it, and then it took over <laughs> saw that so many times my mom would go that was when that was the last movie at the lawrenceville theater on the square in lawrenceville oh okay and oh wow it was where golden rule is and my mom no no it was over where jc i don't know it was right there i think it was where golden rule anyway she dropped me a couple of times to go do shopping and whatever as a little third grader and i went in there by <laughs> myself and watched that movie so many times just watched it about two weeks ago i stumbled upon it and speaking of movies i would the uh, the number i would say the number one movie of the spring of 1978 saturday night fever yeah basically basically oh, dominated the have you watched that i've never seen that movie i don't think i've ever watched it all, all the way it's, through it's I've honestly it. it's a pretty it's a pretty tough hang other than the music yeah. and the dancing it's a yeah it's it's not a an upbeat um yeah, for any but yeah it, I, i've it, never i've watched bits and pieces of it but i don't think i've ever watched yeah, it, it it's, uh, a, all. it's a tough watch honestly yeah so, but uh going into graduation then uh we got we got 112 seniors graduating so a very very solid uh very solid uh size class uh you're <laughs> this is one thing i just learned this morning and i don't know if i ever I always thought it was called Vala Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> like victory. <laughs> they, they won the. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you like up for that? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> not even, not even close. Okay. But I was just, I, well, I technically know, I, we all were up for it. I, I, <laughs> I just kind of laugh when I looked that up. I was like, cause I, I was typing in, uh, I typed it in Google and it, it, it was close enough that it, is that right that's an interesting i don't think i i don't think i I meant that but (laughs) looks like that was the right word that is fantastic (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) anyway you're uh, valedictorian maybe that's why you weren't the valedictorian (laughs) yeah that's right exactly um janice dorney uh was your number was your had your number one gpa um, <laughs> he's gonna skip. he's trying to dance around the word now <laughs> i don't even i don't even want to is, is, is it salutatorian <laughs> i think yeah. i think it's salutatorian <laughs> but anyway uh, twilight twilight dylan was your uh was the class salutatorian. Oh, good job so twilight it's a new name yeah, to the podcast that takes, that takes to the end of the uh of the spring do you guys got anything to I no i think it was an interesting I didn't, I didn't go through board minutes or anything like that it was an interesting so. year you know like with the with the blizzard and and just just a and god what a cool time to be in bridgeport illinois in the 70s and just mm-hmm. just a really really cool time to be there um, i'll just wrap up with one thing here brian yeah. How about we do the senior favorites? Okay. Yeah, I like it. Ooh. Um well maybe. 
And now, <laughs> okay, here's some, and now with the senior favorite <laughs> here report. We go. Okay, most optimistic, Cheryl Hall and Greg Steer. Okay. Friendliest, Sherry Huff and Tim Hawkins. Uh, Best ref, Rose Buchanan and Stace England. Most musical, Nanette Birchfield and David Hill. Class clowns, Kim Colbert and three-sport athlete, George Zwilling. Okay. And then um, George, any, skip a few pages here. They, any, any prettiest eyes award? <laughs> Well, that's what I'm looking for here. Any class flirts like the 87 uh, Jamie Gray and Brian Emmons? Best looking Kim Roark and Jeff Todd. How do you feel about that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Um, And Jeff's got some great music out there. He's part of the Red Hill musical. I can't remember the name of him. Musical collective, right? Yeah, a bunch of people got together. It was during the pandemic. Um, You know, the Ashes, Jeff Todd. Record a lot. I love this song by Jeff Todd. Does this song? It's called Red Hills, talking about falling in love with a girl out under the stars. Red Hill. That's how it seemed. We were just friends. At least that's what we thought. I love the song on that album, Waco Radio. And I hear Waco my Radio. song on Waco Radio. Yeah, so look, if you have a streaming music service, it's available on all the streaming services or you know, buy it from, you know, spend your 10 bucks and and, and download it. Um, there's also a song called Pisgah, which is great for the King family because I think one of the um, lines in the Pisgah song talks about we're only four members strong or something like that, which King had actually told me there's only four members in the church. Wow. So, I mean, they've done their research church on is, that. Uh, church is closing now. So. so, yeah, when they talk about four members strong, I mean, John and Nancy King are two of the people they're discussing there. Hang on. Um, with hey, Mr. DJ, play my song on Wiggle Radio. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. The, yeah, Can you play a little bit of Pisgah for us? The Red Hill Music Collection. Here's a little bit of Pisgah. And I hope, hope it's okay with these folks that we play this music, but we're uh, <laughs> go buy the album on, on Apple. That's where I've got it. Skip ahead a little bit. They should play. No one is straining to lift the collection play. Giving more than they should. They're giving more than they should. So John King is filling that collection plate right now as we speak, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's a Sunday morning that we're recording. Oh, that, so. the, the church is closing. It's I think oh. they're gonna they're gonna have one final service at oh, some wow. point. Uh, we'll get that when we know that day. Let us know and we'll get that. They're, they're yeah. going to the Presbyterian Church in Bridgeport now. Okay. That's always it. They've been classic, classic for, church. Forever, so. I'd love to fill that church one last time before we. Uh, uh, yeah. Greetings, greetings from Lawrence County, Illinois. Is the name of the album. It's by the Red Hill Music Collective, and I'd like to find out who does each. I'm sure we can find that somewhere. And I think that art, that artist on Pisgah, I think her name is Debbie Rucker. Is that her name? She used to sing like national anthem yep, and stuff absolutely i think that's her name i think she does the vocals on pisgah we're gonna have to find out who does each song and, and promote that okay uh what else guys that's it, that's oh, it? just a couple more things okay it's brian <laughs> uh, cutest couple oh yeah Joni young and tracy leg of course happily married to this day um let's see jane finley and T- tim worth most athletic yeah most yeah. athletic getting that is a big deal mm. 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, Tim Worth, great all around athlete and most likely to succeed. Of course, valedictorian Janice Dorney. Was Janice Dorney valedictorian? Okay. Yep. And then um, Jeff Moore, um, G. Moore's son, Jeff Moore. So, yeah, that's all I have. Um, it's hard to keep these school years short, Brian. There's a yep. lot of stuff lot. to get hey, through. Yep. The good thing about a podcast, you can come and go, listen to it as you want. And, and we appreciate that. What, what we talked about uh, the Moan's Pool, Rex Moan and his. Yeah, I, didn't the have mo- no idea. Moan's uh, desire to go to Sumner. Yeah. Uh, how inexpensive education was back in 77, <laughs> 78 was a big topic. The bus barn, ex- the silent bus barn explosion. Split conversions yeah. in bowling. <laughs> yes. Nine, ten split conversions. <laughs> Rolla, Missouri makes its first appearance on the podcast. Uh, listen. Go buy the that album we just talked about, Greetings from Lawrence County, Illinois. Really good stuff. The Red Hill Music Collective. And I want to find out, again, who sings on all those and promote that. Yeah. Uh, what a great school year. That was fun to cover. Um, and I we'll, love the 70s. We'll dive more into it. Yeah. Reading newspapers in the 70s are awesome. Chip Jamerson, David King, Gary Emmons, and Brian Emmons. We're so glad to bring it. Don't forget our sponsors. Andrews Insurance Agency. People's State Bank, Gray's Restaurant, and Tyler Griffin's Pete's House. Couldn't do it without them. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time on the Old School Red Hill Podcast. And don't forget, we are Red Hill. Let's go white. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said let's go blue. <laughs> That's like, we'll just end it with that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs>